Hey, everyone. Did you press the button too fast? I did, I pressed the button too fast. Hey guys, uh, welcome to, uh, we're back. Welcome to Arcane Focus. Yay. Happy New Year. Happy <laughs> New Year's, everyone. Oh my God, it's been forever. It has been forever. It feels like forever, to be honest. Um, so yes, this is uh, Magic at Mosthead. It is our main campaign that we have here at uh, Arcane Focus. It's wonderful to see you guys for those who are watching this on the VOD, as well as our audio-only platforms on Spotify and Google uh, Podcasts. Uh, we've expanded the amount of places we're going, which is amazing. Uh, hopefully everyone's had a good holiday and New Year's Day. Uh, we've been away for a few weeks, for those who don't know, uh, resting, enjoying family life, recharging, whole deal. Uh, and we've been hard at work here at Arcane Focus to restructure a lot of things. As you can see, we got a brand new overlay. Uh, stars behind us, uh, the Arcane Focus logo off to the right that shows presents and everything. We have a new uh, show, uh, overlay that showcases our players' stats and details. Uh, and we have a follower uh, uh, goal. We wanna to try to hit 500 followers uh, by the end of February. We're so that's our close. goal. We're at 409. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Please do. Please follow us on Twitch. Very much appreciated. And watch us every Saturday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and sometimes Sundays for one shots. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. Well, I don't think we have a lot of. Oh, let's go through announcements first. First of all, at the end of this month, on the 30th, we have a brand new one shot uh, with Careful Cantrip. Uh, two members from, from that streaming group, which uh, honestly, they are lovely folks and I can't wait to play with them. Uh, we also have uh, Realmsmith, Dave from Realmsmith, who will be <laughs> joining us. Uh, and lastly, we also have Burt Toast, which is an illustrator. She's a beautiful illustrator, make these amazing uh, uh, creations and art, and we can't wait to play it with all three of them. Uh, so yeah, we have sort of a Ghostbusters theme one shot at the end of the, at the, end of the month, which I'm really excited to, to run with them. Uh, in addition to that, today's stream is going to be a half an hour shorter than what we were doing last year, uh, but that's fine because you're going to get some extra content. The extra half an hour, we're going to end up making a brand new podcast show. We're going to vent and just discuss about this last episode with all of our players all together, which is going to be really exciting, called Short Rest, which is what the show's called. Uh, it's going to be mostly complaining about Mike DMing. Like, how dare you do that to us? How yeah. dare you? How dare you try to kill us for the 50th million times? It feels like that. That's what's probably what's going to happen. Well, guys, uh, before we go to a recap of what we did last time, I think it's important for those who may be just joining us now to get a better understanding of our players and our characters. So, let's go through, uh, let's meet our heroes. Vera Kavad Kane, uh, an Eladrin Unity Cleric of Palor, the god of the sun. Yeah. Daughter to the Kavad family, the owners of the Season's Bounty Hunting Guild, uh, and uh, now known escapees of the Feywild. Her parents, uh, driven from their home due to a monster that has captured the rest of their Eladrin tribesmen, as well as her uncle, Davis. Driven into the world of adventuring due to the loss of her soon-to-be husband, Vera, uh, excuse me, Uthiel Kane, and after some trials and fights, brought him back from death's icy grip. As he is current, as he currently stands next to her, uh, Vera 
it's been a while since we've dis we've described her. Um, <laughs> you've made some changes to your to your look, made some new armor, uh, you know, got some new uh, armaments. What does Vera look like? Uh, her hair has probably grown out a lot longer <laughs> than when we first started. Um, her bungle growths are probably more grown in now. Mm -hmm. um, trying to think, her armor slimmed down from when she originally got it from Uthiel because it was meant to fit a man and not a woman. Uh, <laughs> so that's now uh, slimmed down. She has a tattoo on her back of Paylor. She has a Feywild tattoo um, down her hand, coming up her arm. And she has two other little wannabe tattoos from, uh, <laughs> oh, from, uh, from a little girl on her hand. Yeah. And she has, uh, she still has the Troop 14 on one side, and then she has the Season's Bounty's Crest on the other side of her armor. Uh, and she's probably a little bit more built up. Like, you probably can't tell underneath the armor, but she's probably not as slim as she used to be. Because <laughs> she wasn't fighting Leviathans and Fire Giants and crazy shit before. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> uh, let's meet our next hero, Roly Barnwell. And to some, Roly Brand, a human juggernaut barbarian, and most recently, Hexblade warrior of Dendar, the Nightmare Serpent. Son to a hardworking and loving farmer who instilled the use of Roly's great strength to help those, uh, especially his town, as it was plagued with a deadly disease. He was able to find and fully cure this, cur uh, cure this curse uh, and this ailment after travels and making some friends. Uh, as well as learning about his mother's side of the family and the lineage that comes from his bloodline. Roly is many things. A bear to his cubs, two-time gladiatorial champion, and the descendant of a golden dragon. Roly. Oh, there's a new title. Sorry, I forgot. Oh, what's that? Eater of tamales. <laughs> In-game, have we encountered tamales? No. Little known recipe of my people. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, I thought you did potato, not corn. Did corn too? We it's trade. a farm. We do everything. <laughs> they're just famous for corn. They're, for yeah. they're, they're famous for for, for, for potatoes. potatoes. Uh, potatoes. Roly, it's been a while since we've seen and we described Roly flat out. He's definitely had some new equipment and some changes to his skin. Uh, what does Roly look like? Well. Uh, think of, um, think of old school Arnold Schwarzenegger, but a little bit more thicker. And not muscle-wise, I mean just like, you know, <laughs> thick. Yeah. Um, the tamales definitely got to him. Um, you know, every, every festive time of year, you know, there's that tradition. So he, he might need to lose just a little bit of weight. Uh, <laughs> of course, hasn't really been adventuring much lately, so... Probably uh, due for a nice adventure. Okay. Uh, and last but not least, Savannah Skrilla. A tabaxi arcane trickster rogue and the top agent at the Raven's Kiss. A content-expanding thieves' guild whose eyes and ears watch over Mostad. Born into the spotted Black uh, Back clan, uh, a very exclusive and elusive tabaxi tribe, Savannah uses her keen senses, mobility, and literal cat-like reflexes to not only excel as a runner, but also as a well-respected member of her Thieves' Guild, Raven's Kiss. 
so much so that she's learned the secrets of her guilds that her guild houses and has become stronger for it. Savannah is not only a dexterous, dex, dexterous individual, but also after some training from her good friend Leon, has also learned how to weave the arcane around her. Uh, her pool of friends doesn't stop just there though, as she was able to, as she is also a being of two minds, as a spore symbiote named Felix uh, has claimed to protect and assist her. Uh, once again, for the same sort of prompt for you, Savannah, it's, there's a lot of changes have happened uh, since the beginning of, a, of the adventure. Uh, what does Savannah look like? I don't think there's any too much obvious change. People aren't going to notice the spores unless they see the spores. Um, you're looking at a 510 tabaxi gray with black little spots all over her. She's built kind of like you would think you, she's a grace of like a dancer type build. Always in her cloak. If depending on what side of Mostel you're on, she might be, you know, your typical tabaxi or she might be this odd strange creature that's here for some reason. <laughs> Well, together our party, the three griffins, uh, have made many friends. Foes, battled monsters, made alliances, and explored a good amount of the content of Most uh, continent of Mostad. However, there's still so much more to go. Last we left our heroes, uh, they were battling a wave of undead as a small dwarven man sits on a rock laughing and watching as the, his plan starts to overwhelm the party. Just then, Uthiel's old troops, Troop 14, arrives and gives aid. And as the tables start to turn and they start to beat and interrogate the Dwarven Man, uh, now revealed to be some sort of shape-shifting changeling who is loyal to a pirate king, Blood Eyes Belladonna. A woman who's been looking for a map that Savannah unintentionally stole uh, when way back then. Blood Eyes will stop at nothing. To get it back. But sadly, Savannah delivered it to her guild and has no idea where it could be now. Um, the party leaves after slaying the changeling uh, and talks to the rest of Troop, uh, of troop 14. The reasons why uh, they are here in the, uh, see, excuse me, the reason why they are here in the shoreside city of uh, Uldale was to collect, oh sorry, I am, it's been a while guys, so excuse me. <laughs> We're coming back from the holidays. <clears throat> I should repeat, the reason why the players are here in, uh, in the seaside, uh, shoreside city of Uldale was to collect the troops uh, and head to the kingdom's capital of Isenby, all in an attempt to hold a trial. Now, it's been agreed that upon investigation, and that uh, uh, an investigation needs to be conducted uh, within the kingdom itself. Uh, one of the kingdom's generals, a Lily Underwood, has been a thorn in the party side for quite some time now, and has really been the cause of many tragedies. She was killed by Vera, and thank thank the sun god. Uh, excuse me, there's a cat on my my lap now. <laughs> the sun god, but there's no telling how far this web of deception and corruption goes within the kingdom. What's going on, careful cantrip? Got you in chat. Hey. <laughs> yeah, we have the cat here. Um, we rejoin the party as morning comes. So if you spent anything, you have a long rest. So don't forget that. Um, and you are currently going back downstairs to meet with the rest of Troop 14 
for breakfast and to discuss what needs to be done. Um, that's actually happening now, but something I forgot to do since the last game. Uh, Savannah, you rolled fairly well in investigation the last time when it came to searching the body of the changeling, um, and you were able to collect a few things. Uh, first of all, you do have this very gnarly looking dagger. Mm -hmm. um, that uh, is almost like red-lined, uh, has some sort of intricate arcane weaves around it, uh, as well as what looks to be a very heavily, uh, uh, like, reinforced uh, studded leather armor. So, go ahead and mark that in, that you have uh, what looks to be... I will say for the armor, it's easy to find out. That's a plus one studded leather armor you have. Um, hey. As for the uh, dagger, it may take some time to investigate. And since this is the night before, by the time we wake up, would I be able to investigate it? Or oh, I see cat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, you can. Uh, we could say that you spent a lot of your night uh, looking at it. Um, you do recognize this as a magical weapon. Uh, it does require two minutes. You did use it once uh, before, and it did some serious damage, like three d six plus your dexterity. Mm -hmm. So uh, definitely sort of a, a bonus. And I have written down skull necklace? Yes, uh, you picked up uh, a skull necklace on the changeling who was pulling that and using that as his arcane focus. At this point, uh, the skulls, all of them which were shining this green color, have died out. Okay. Hmm. All right. But uh, we join our party as we come downstairs. Yeah, because I think we spoke with dead and then we like shooed them out and then yes. we were going to go down. <laughs> Correct. We're, we're finagling a little bit of the uh, the time since it's been several weeks since we played. But essentially, we're refreshing everyone right now, uh, making it easy for travel or talk if you wish. Uh, you do see that uh, this open uh, tavern space where people are having food, the smell of breakfast fills the air. Um, the troops right now are all huddled up together, uh, talking to one another. You see that like Torres is like holding a big jug, uh, like a big... Uh, like uh, Stein, like full of coffee, who's currently drinking it, talking to everyone. Um, you walk downstairs, uh, Vera walks downstairs with your husband, uh, Uthiel. Um, uh, you all meet up with the party. Uh, I'll say that uh, Thomas, sort of the human, uh, meek looking brown hair, uh, definitely the scout of the group, uh, looks to you all and goes, um, did you have a Good sleep? Was everything alright? I heard some talking. Uh, yeah, I just had to take care of something. Okay. Well, uh... And looks to Uthiel, sort of gives a wave, definitely recognition. Uh, Torres, the, uh, the half-orc, now default leader of the of True 14, uh, scars everywhere, uh, heavily armored, uh, definitely abrasive woman, looks to, like, Rolly Savannah and is like, Especially to you, Savannah's like, Is that fucking new armor? You like it? I do like it. I don't I don't think I'd want to wear it though. Why? Taps the the metal plate on her chest. Something a little more sturdy. She likes to get hit a lot. Oh yeah. I hide and I run. I can't be like her. A thief in, in her armor would not work. <laughs> that would not work. You gotta wear something like like Thomas. And Thomas is sort of wearing this sutter leather armor. Hood over his head. See, um, he gets it. 
Yeah. No, I, you have to, you can't give away your position. Exactly. Yeah. No, I got you. Um, Amber um, sort of taps onto the, the table and leans over. All right. Well, do you want, to, want me to contact Celia? Yeah, I think so. Edgar, go ahead and send a message. See Edgar, uh, sort of the wild-haired uh, cleric of the of True Fourteen, who currently is like kicking his teeth, like a little bit of like food and breakfast in his. Edgar, what? What? Stop being gross. Hey, don't worry about it. No one's like everyone's ever seen this. It's fine. Okay, sending a message to Celia. <clears throat> and you see him sort of go in a bit of trance as sort of this arcane light goes outwards. Alright. She's expecting us. <laughs> that was fast. It's only 25 words. I know. But I didn't think she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's early in the morning. You think she's up? She's probably working, to be honest. Probably. Yeah. I think she's, uh, Vera's just taking a sip of her coffee. <laughs> Yeah. Enjoying the slowness of this morning. Actually, when I realized she's kind of has the problem, I was kind of like, Vera, hmm. when you get a moment, we need to talk. Yeah, I Preferably also... away from the troops. <laughs> also need to get rid of a, another mouth. <laughs> I'll say even with the old kids, a tilted head. Well, I can't just leave it up there. That's kind of rude. <laughs> Oh, what we <laughs> left upstairs? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I can. I, you want me to go dispose of it? Yeah. Okay. I tap save. Go sort of gives a goodbye to everyone. See you guys in a second. Goes back upstairs to take care of that task. <laughs> I tap. Uh, I tap beer on the shoulder. Hmm. It's like I hope you two didn't break anything in that room last night. We all slept in the same room. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I need coffee. <laughs> I just kind of push it at him. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, sweet. Thanks. There's no whiskey in it. Oh, he's not gonna like it. What the hell is this? <laughs> it's probably a little better coffee. Troops probably don't like cheap coffee. Uh, I'll Just say that the same. Edgar's like, what the fuck are you talking about? We'll barely get paid. Listen, he was introduced to coffee thinking it was Irish all the time, so now that's the only way he drinks it. Torres fucking loses it. <laughs> you would, Torres. She's like, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah, that's well, what you thought was. When you know what? Drank regular. Well, we coffee. needed to loosen him up, loosen him up when we first all started. Rolly, I approve. That's a good. That's if you're gonna learn anything. To be honest, that's the way you're gonna do it. And yet here I am without coffee. Mm. Oh my god! Check my bag. Yeah, see if I have Sam, anything I left you in have there. A little bit of liquor left, no? Oh wait, I gotta roll for uh, Moscow's thing. Well, so what are we doing now? So, you talked about going to... Uh, we're talking to Celia. We're gonna get a trial going. You guys joining us? Uh, at least I am. <sighs> yes, we're joining you. Alright. Uh, we're gonna go and collect our stuff. So, finish up breakfast here. I'll meet you guys in a few minutes, right? Uh, the rest of the troops get up, most of them covered in armor, um, start to make their way upstairs. Uh, by this time, uh, you do see 
uh, Uthiel who currently has a bag with several wrappings and looks like uh, one of the fitted sheets from the uh, uh, from the inn and sort of wraps it around starts to head downstairs give you like I'm doing it uh, and walks out the door Sorry. he's too nice for him to be you know soldier boy <laughs> uh, just don't piss him off mm, note it <laughs> so, I'm gonna just check to make sure we're, no one's listening to what we're about to say or talk about. Make me a perception check. First roll of the year! Can I give her guidance? Yay. Sure, you can give her guidance. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to, you don't have to! It wasn't that 20. Oh! <laughs> Beginning of the new year with a natural 20! Twofer. That's Twofer. really good, by the way, Chad. Uh, our players might be a little under the sorry, weather. Sorry, Chad. Uh, I'll just say it. I'm recovering from COVID, so sorry for the coughs. <laughs> <laughs> Send good good vaccines. Good vibes. Send good vibes. Oh. Uh natural Send coffee. 20. Irish particularly. <laughs> yes. Uh Savannah, your keen ears and eyes look around the uh tavern itself. It's starting to fill up uh with uh tavern goers because it's morning. Uh when when it comes to a city like this, people don't really cook. It's a lot of let's just go to the local communal. space. Yeah, it's a communal thing. Um you you look around and no one's really paying attention to you so you can pretty much have a conversation in this arena chatter amongst each other in low volume and you have a you feel fairly confident that no one's gonna overhear you because they're already busy with other other stuff i can hear you well we want you to hear us you can hear <laughs> it's just you know what i'm still gonna code it as it's like i just don't need my family information getting out there i'm looking through sav's bag for some liquor to put <laughs> if whatever you find in there is not my fault <laughs> i'm like whatever you find in there is not my fault do you have liquor in your bag i thought you did i spill stuff from the bar all the time so i wouldn't yeah. be surprised if there's something she's in there she's just gonna find whatever uh, bottle just a bunch of silverware and she just puts a little <laughs> wait, bit wait 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 nope 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 wait I look at the bottle, what is this bottle? <laughs> Isn't this the one we took from the other place that you go to? I'm still asking what is this bottle? It looks like, uh, it looks like very dark wine. Pop. Smell. <laughs> uh, it is very old fermented oh, wine. Yeah, that wine. <laughs> that, it feels like it would, that would put some hair on your chest type yeah, of thing. I'll just add a little yeah, few there drops. <laughs> there you go, Rob. <laughs> I take the bottle. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I know I said I wanted to go back home to deal with my issue, but I'm not going to leave you, especially since you've already made your word to people. So what we're what I was thinking is we'll have to message Uncle Richard sooner or later. Yeah, maybe once in later in the evening once we get to where we're going. Well, how quickly does he move? Like, do I need to give him twenty four hours, or is he pretty good on short? No, days? he's he's pretty good. He's at our um he's at our bar, so he should be fine. Yeah, I don't mind. Do both as well as we can try. I just don't want to miss that trial, given all that we know. <sighs> but do you understand why why I feel this needs kind of urgency on this, right? Because this isn't just me. This is my clan. <laughs> no, I understand. Do what we need but to I understand why this is important to you. And I'm not going to just up and leave. Yeah, but it's still a missing uncle that apparently is a key component to the apocalypse, so that's going to be interesting. I'm not worried about him. Have your dad given you any more 
about this yet? He's still looking for him. We never found him. Oh man, this wine is really dry, but it's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's like you drink it, you're like, mm, ah, mm. Mm. just mm. You, you make sure you have your walking legs, sir. My walking legs. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't think all the troops want to carry you. And I don't think we have any type of beast of burden to throw you on. Oh, Torres will just oh. drag him from a rope. And you're not using my carpet. My wakahoo? <laughs> oh, no. Which is funny that you mentioned that. I'll say at this point, <laughs> the troops have came back downstairs, definitely seeing the crowd starting to come. They're like, excuse me, sorry, sorry, excuse me. <sighs> all right, we're all ready. Wine. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah, fine. Fine. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> That's good. Hey, hey, that was a good year. No, I like it. It's great. <clears throat> it does knock you back a little. <laughs> to be fair. It's not for weak stuff. <laughs> no. Um, hopefully you guys are okay with the back, all right? Fine. Taps the back. Come on. Perfectly fine. Follow us. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we need to be a beacon. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, they lead you outside um, towards the closest stables uh, that are here within Uldale, uh, quite near the school, uh, the university here within the, the city. Uh, and there is what looks to be a, like a a wagon. Uh, basically, they have like a, two horses and it's connected to a wagon that uh, is like where you would put like a, a deputant or someone very important, like where you could you can go in and close a door uh, that can seat about maybe about four people cramp. Uh, there's a space to sit on top as well, so everyone can technically fit on here. Probably Roly has to sit outside. <laughs> I could sit up front with Torres. Yeah, I would say. Even the Torres had go up bond. <laughs> probably the biggest people are Roly and Torres in the, in this whole thing. Uh, How much is a horse? Uh, that's a good question. I think for uh, horse rentals, about thirty-five gold, but I can double check. I think you're gonna give me a horse. Just give me my own horse. Are and you I'm keeping a bottle? Are you? I don't know if you should drink and ride, Broly. You don't tell me what to do. <laughs> well, if he crashes in guard? <laughs> to a, a tree, we uh, rock paper shears. Uh, who's gonna have to pick him up? <laughs> One, two, three, not it. <laughs> oh, I'm not gotcha. it. Gotcha. <laughs> if I can't see it from here, I'm not it. <laughs> it, is, it is 35 uh, gold pieces. Take my gold. All right. We'll go ahead and say Take to you minus 35 gold, gold pieces. You currently, unlike uh, the domain. Oh. oh, there goes my mic. There it is. He pulled it. Yeah, he did. Uh, unlike Wait, the actually, actually, how much, is, how much is it to rent a fake cat? A oh, a cab? A fake cat. Oh, a fake cat. I don't know if they're for I don't sale, think you sir. rent fake know. cats, because those are generally familiars. <laughs> Someday. Oh, yeah, Someday. I'm staring at my polar bear car. <laughs> okay. What, is, what, is, what do you have in marked right now? I only had one day, because that's what I wrote down last time, and I need seven days, right? So with a, a horse at your side, Rolly, definitely making it a lot easier when it comes to travel. I'm going to mention one oh, thing. Oh, no, I have two days. Two days. So I'm gonna mention one thing for you guys. You are a group of eight heavily and very <laughs> strong looking individuals who are traveling down from Uldale all the way to Isenby. Uh, a lot of you are wearing uh, the signature armor of the kingdom's royal troops, or not royal troops, but special troops. You are not gonna get fucked with. <laughs> you know, unless like, even like uh, animals who have the base instincts of like attacking a group for food, you're too many people. You're too heavily 
uh, armed, and even the dumbest creature would be like, not that group. That one looks hard to chew. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, not live. <laughs> um, so we're going to have a, a bit of a, a montage uh, as you guys start to ride your way uh, westward towards the uh, the city of Isenby. Um, with hey. Uthiel back, um, I'll say that uh, one good conversation that sort of drums up, uh, especially from... I'll say it's from Edgar. He'd be more the abrasive one. Is all right. Well, fuck it. Now we have Huthiel back. So what does that what does that mean? You have him back. That's what that means. Until he's reinstated, I don't think it means anything. No one knows he's alive. So how can he get reinstated for your commander? That's a good point. That's a really good point. Hmm. Well, what do you think? Do you want to go back? And sort of leans backwards towards where Uthiel's currently sitting, and he's like. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think he has a new service, let's just say that. I mean, retirement's always an option. Just saying. <laughs> no, it's true. I... He serves another master now. I don't know if I can retire. He won't. Huh? I mean, from not from that service, but I just mean... If... No, I just, in I general, he's not the type to retire. <laughs> I think that if anything... And he goes over and puts an arm around Torres uh, and goes, sort of taps her shoulder in the front and goes, I think you're doing a great job. And we've always enjoyed your, your, your rapport and you have a good thing with the troops and uh, I respect you enough to take over. If anything, if, if the, the kingdom wants me back, I'd rather just be a, a city guard. Uh, connect with the with the uh, community again. I feel that's uh, rewarding enough, and uh, I've been given a lot more ways to do it now. And sort of motions towards Vera. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could always uh, till that old lady's ground over there. She was a real big fan of you and Rolly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you had a green thumb there. <laughs> Well, like I said, he serves another master. <laughs> <laughs> That's what marriage does to you. Um, I'll say that uh, Uthio, who's the one who asked you all to gather the troops, who is sort of more worried about the uh, the trial, sort of looks to Edgar and goes, "I did Silly ever say how long it's going to take?" Oh, oh yeah. Uh, last you mentioned, it would take about about two weeks uh, oh, we to get a. Thing. And it's going to take us about a week to get there. So we'll have about seven days to kill. Okay. So that question goes along. And uh, something else is during this sort of montage of moments. Uh, by the way, since it is about seven days of travel, Vera, unless you're doing anything extra, you can concentrate on your... That means thing. I can have my full bear, because I already have two days. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll get to that in just a second. Um, so the big question was, what will the party be there for the trial? And it sounds like you will be. Um, one big thing, especially Uthiel to only you three, says they're going to ask about Jen Lily Underwood. Yeah. What are we going to say? The truth. 
Wait, wait, wait. When you say the truth, what do you mean by the truth? The truth. And you can exclude yourself from that if you want. But That's why I'm asking. When you say the truth, what do you mean by the truth? I need... I don't... I'm not gonna include anything about you. But directly about her and what she's done? Definitely. Okay. I mean, we can't get around that. Because if they don't know now, they will know soon. That's the problem. We need all the help we can get. We also need to find a way to correctly ask um, for aid. I feel like it's not a good idea to tell the king that members that he's chosen were an incorrect choice or to cause a panic. I'm not going to tell him she was the incorrect choice, but he needs a harder look. Because the fact that she accomplished all that and that high of a rank is not a good look either. Yeah. Mm. I'm just gonna keep asking this, and we are sure the king is not involved. Um. There is no sure way. I mean, I can yeah. cast a spell, but I guarantee you they're not gonna allow me to do that. I haven't had a lot of time with uh, King Caspin, so I don't know. I've, I've never been to the royal throne room at all. We can ask Celia. She's she's yeah, worse there. Maybe she got a better. But read do we on trust him. her to tell us the truth? Why wouldn't I? I don't know. My own fears, because every time we think like we figured this out, we find out just how much deeper it goes. Mm. I mean, we don't have to tell her everything. We can just ask what she gauges on his demeanor, whether it's right or not. Is yeah, uh, she doesn't need to be involved. We just need to ask what we should expect. Yeah, how he is, how he treats the people he is closest with. Mm. Just like a basic question. We don't have to get super involved. Just if she's been around him long enough, she has to know something. I imagine that he gave great trust to those he put in command because she did a lot of shit unchecked until the very end. Hmm. Not a bad thought. kind of want to talk to the other general and see what she remembers. I don't know how to go about wording that question, but unless they did something to her where she forgot. Scarlet, right? No. Not, not the new one. Oh, the others. Yeah. The one that she had to strip her voice. Who? Wait, what? I forget her name. She was at the ball. You weren't there. Um, she's another general that Lily knew, and she's a ASMR. She's an angel. Uh, wings. She needed a voice of a celestial in her readout, and she named that general as doing something to her, but I don't know what. Kingdom general? I think so. I have to go. Amber would have to look back in her notes, but yeah, I think so. She was at the king, the ball that she hired as guard for. I vaguely remember this. I cannot help you. Uh, roll me an investigate. Roll me an intelligence check, Vera. See if uh, maybe this comes to mind. I know I wrote her name down. I'd have to find it though. Remember my modifier is 13 plus something. DC's 15. 
Fourteen. No. Oh. It it's can't you don't remember her name. I'll give you this much. You don't remember her name, but you do remember that she is not from the kingdom. Okay, she's not from the kingdom. She's from the domain? She is from the domain. She is the royal general of the domain. Okay. Correction, royal general's for me. Yeah. I will find it in here though. Um, I will say that the last thing that happens during this sort of montage of moments, unless you guys want to interject and say that you do something for the travel, um, Vera. We still need to send that message to Richard. Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't think you want me to send it in here. <laughs> no, I was figuring like some point at the night we'll be able yeah. to like, they'll like asleep. go to sleep or something. This is a full montage moment where you can interject yourself in during any time during this sort of time frame. Okay, so I will I will send a message that it's urgent and that we need to meet with him. Okay. Uh, and then like whatever, whatever time I send it, I'll tell him the, like the lead time out that we are from there. Uh, I think a response that you would get, and I would say during the days and nights of doing this, uh, he does ask you one, where do you want to meet up? Because that's important. Uh, and two, if uh, he should bring anything with him. I asked Seth. <laughs> Pulling up the map so I can look. <laughs> um, he's not afraid to travel anywhere. Hmm. Uh, but he just needs to know a place where he can stake out and wait for you. So where are we exactly? Um, I would say right now you are... Well, on the map itself... Sorry, I don't know why I'm swallowing so much. Uh, on the map itself, uh, you were going from Uldale and sort of making this line to Isenby. So you can be anywhere on this line here as you're currently traveling that way. Hmm. But your main goal is to get here in Isenby. Is he comfortable to meet us nice with you? Oh, he would be. Uh, you, uh, Richard is very... Uh, very adept when it comes to hiding himself. Uh, so he's. I think he just needs a location. He just needs a location. I mean, dark tavern. I don't mind, but that's still with a lot of people. Do you know where we're staying, Nicely? I don't think so. Um. Do you need a place to stay? Yeah. Ombrewood offers his uh, homestead. Ooh. Maybe somewhere near his house. He's got kids. I don't <laughs> need to be bringing people to his house. But so we have a tavern or a house that we that has kids. The kids are a bad option. <laughs> Taverns probably is going to be fine. All right. Okay. Um, we'll this say that you agree spot. upon to meet at one of the local taverns here in Isenby, the closest one to Amber's, uh, Amber's uh, uh, stead, homestead. Yeah. But... Uh, so that message has been sent. I'll say through the course of different spells and, and uh, days. Um, Vera, as you focus on the card that was given to you during she's the wedding just, gift. She's just staring um, at this whole time. I'll say during one of, the tr one of the days where you don't feel like being toted around inside of this, this buggy, you decide to get out, walk, uh, just sort of having a hand onto it. Um, because sometimes you want to stretch your legs. Yeah. Um, the car starts to... Uh, glow this white light uh, and uh, it shoots up what looks to be like a small bit of snow that starts to fall into the ground. A lot of the carriage and horses stop uh, being pulled by Taurus who's looking back and like sort of hearing this arcane eruption. Um, 
everyone's sort of confused and now eyes are on you and what's happening with this card <laughs> as multiple like bolts of, of snow and, and sleet start to fall down around you and it actually there's, comes to a point where it gets to near the floor and it stops like something invisible is there uh, stopping the snow and it continues on like this until finally whatever that invisible being or beast it may be starts to get covered fully covered in white and now you can see what looks to be a very a very obvious look of what looks to be a small quadruped beast um what color would you like your baby polar bear I don't know. It's probably the same color as her hair. So actually, purple. All right. <laughs> I was gonna say purple or gold. <laughs> yeah, purple. Purple. This the snow starts to melt. She's got a little gold flakes maybe in there. Okay. Well, or golden eyes. Yeah. There All we right. Go. We'll have uh, a purple uh, polar bear that and it opens its eyes. Is she small enough so I can pick her up? Yes. Okay. I figure like a, a legit cub cub. <laughs> she is a legit cub cub. Uh, there, you look at her uh, or it, Vera, uh, and you see through the golden eyes uh, given to you by the magic and by what Ignos provided you. Um, there is some sort of mental connection that you have with this, and like a find familiar, uh, you may now you have access to the spell find familiar. Huh. Uh, however, the only uh, animal that appears is your golden or your violet bear. <laughs> it's um, purple. Purple bear. She's like a lilac purple. What would you like to name your bear? Oh, I don't know. She's going to pick it up and then she's going to bring it to the group. <laughs> and me being me, it's like, oh my god, it's so cute! <laughs> and, and I also, in my head, I'm like, look, Felix, you get a cousin. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Rolly, now you, you have to scrunch up now like, that there's Rolly, a bear. we have a new cub. Like a literal one this time. Like a literal mm. cub in Rolly's face. I like bears. <laughs> it, it, uh, as you're bringing it into the carriage, um, Rolly's sitting there and actually just sort of puts a paw over Rolly's, uh, one of his massive legs and just goes to bed. Aww. Oh, so cute. <laughs> it likes you, Rolly. It's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you continue on. So as the uh, ability of uh, Find Familiar, you can snap it out of existence, goes to a safe demiplane, uh, and you can bring it back whenever you want. Sort of a way so that if you ever need to go, oh, it's not a safe place for you, you can snap them out. Okay, well, she's keeping it in her lap. Uh, Uthiel definitely is like, that's... <laughs> Did you choose that color? Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the polar bear that we had at the uh, at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Violet? Violet, yeah. <laughs> this was one of their gifts to me, but I had to wait until it was ready to come out. Oh, that was that that uh that older man. That's what he gave us. Igno, yeah. He's a wizard. <laughs> a very good one. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> you guys made some good friends. That's incredible. Wow. So what'd you name it? I haven't named it yet. Which gonna name it? I don't know. That's why I brought it in here. Maybe we could figure out a name. <laughs> is this irony how this one is actually Violet? 
I'm not gonna name her Violet. Hmm. No, you, we will not name her Violet. Is it her or it? I think it's a her. Her. <laughs> we her. will not name her Violet. <laughs> Roman will never let me live that down. I don't think oh, he'll let me live it down. <laughs> I think Igno might find it funny, but I don't think Roman will find it funny. Well, it's definitely funny. <laughs> I don't know. Luthiel, maybe you name her. <laughs> me? Why me? I don't know. Uh, we kind of like came up with our group name. You haven't gotten to name anything. I came up with your group name? No, we came up with a group name. Oh. Roly named his weapons. I think <laughs> I think the group name found us. Yeah, by accident. <laughs> Boy, was it nice. You know, I've been meaning to ask where the story came behind that name. Somebody thought it'd be funny to have Griffin roasted and killed a mama, and then we got we felt bad, and we kept it. So to we the had babies. a bunch of baby Griffins with us for a while that tried to eat us constantly. But they were so cute. But they were cute. What? Oh, you guys. <laughs> uh, definitely. Thomas, who's the skinniest of the bunch, who's probably in here, is just like laughing right now. Just sort of this. I also fell through a floor into a cavern when I first met these because a giant. Oh, not a giant. What was he? Goliath. A Goliath was doing an Irish jig on the floor, and apparently there was nothing underneath the floor. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had to fight some creepy ass wolves that were not like regular wolves. Yeah, but they had really nice fur that got us some decent coin, if I remember right. <laughs> Not a giant spider tried to eat us. Oh yeah, there was that. Yeah. <laughs> you guys start to, as you start to make your way further through the uh, the forest itself, um, tales of past adventures from both uh, the three griffins as well as True 14 uh, start to be shared uh, during campfires and late nights. Uh, especially there's moments where Vera, you learned some stories that uh, Uthiel was involved in when you weren't uh, involved with the troops or adventuring a lot. Um, there's a lot of moments where people are just actually enjoying travel. Um, I'll say that uh, if you allow uh, Uthiel to come up with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uthiel does grab the bear, sort of picks it up and goes, it's a girl, right? I'm gonna name her Lila. That works. She's like a lilac. Yeah, that was the idea. <laughs> sort of gives it back to you, Vera. Oh, you can hold her. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he likes you. I don't think she likes being passed around like a piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eventually, you guys make it back to the main capital city of the kingdom of uh, the Silidon Kingdom. Isenby. Let's go ahead and give a reminder to our players of what Isenby looks like. Uh, it is a three-level town that has multiple, like, has layers of different sectors. Uh, the bottom sector being the main market and business space where a lot of retail is here. Shops and, and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, uh, retail happens. Um, there's criers off on the streets yelling different promos and deals and, you know, just promotions as well as the daily news. Um, the middle section of the city itself is more residential, um, sort of like middle class, uh, people having small villas and houses along sort of this edging. Um, and lastly, the top of the, uh, the city, the top level, being more of the upper class shops, upper class citizens, as well as the castle itself, 
Castle Caspin. Um, everyone roll me a perception check as you start to make your way further into the city. Uh, 19. 19. 19. 19. Uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20. Uh, you all, that was really good rolls, guys. All three of you recognize something very odd as you start to make way through, during, uh, through the first level uh, of Ice and B, is that you can see, noticeably, there are a lot more domain forces around here. Um, I'll say with the 19 and 20, uh, you clock that a lot of them, and uh, Savannah, this is not very odd to you, but when it comes to domain forces, instead of traveling in a troop of five or six, a lot of them are in pairs. So there's like a pair of two walking over there, a pair of three walking over there, a pair of two, nothing higher than three. Um, but you clock about within the city that has about 600, 700, 800 citizens, about 70 troops, uh, domain guards, who are just sort of making their way, moseying around within the city, taking stock, looking around. Um, it's an odd sight to behold, not to say that domain don't come here, you know, from time to time, but the fact that there's this many is odd. Farrah just smirks. <laughs> she forgot about that. Uh, with this knowledge, um, what do you guys do or say, or do you just continue on with your path? I forgot her name. Was her name Ruby? The one that we met in the Domain Kingdom that gave us our task. I think so. That sounds oh, right. Ruby Blair. Yeah, Ruby Blair. Yeah, the uh, the Royal Counselor of the Domain. See, Ruby works fast. Well, this is going to be interesting. I mean, I didn't give her... I gave her what we felt comfortable saying, but I mean, maybe this will help. To be fair, I'm kind of glad. Because if there is anything going on, and there was nothing going on in the domain, and maybe it's a good thing in other kingdoms involved. We'll see. Alright, where to, guys? Guess Omber's house. <laughs> Alright, uh, as you start to go through the uh, the middle section, Omber doesn't really live in the, the, the upper class, he's sort of middle class. Uh, middle section of the city itself, passing by numerous shop traders, uh, domain as well as kingdom guards who occasionally pass by each other. Uh, and uh, with I'll keep your roles too, there's something about the kingdom guards where they look at the domain ones and there's a bit of a relinquish of power. Hmm. Definitely a sort of like, carry on type of feeling as they walk by. Um, roll me a... Roll me another perception check as you guys start to walk past several of these groups. 16. 16? 22. 24. 24. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go and give you guys that. That's a lot. I'm gonna give you guys that. Uh, those are all good rolls in a moment. Last thing I forgot to mention, uh, some other things that sort of caught your eye as you start to walk through the first floor or the first level of the uh, of Ice and B, um, is that there's a brand new shop called Oldman Intrudes, and you can smell what smells to be pastries. 
Oldman and what? Trudes. Um, for those who are paying attention, that'll be a fun thing. But continuing on, <laughs> uh, you hear uh, talks about General Templeman, uh, as well as Chosen Har Hardy. Uh, there's been sort of, you can hear like two members talking to each other, like leaning against the post and one's like, so how long do you think we're going to be here? Probably another week. I don't know. I hope General Templeman's gonna give us the word soon. It's too hot down here. <laughs> to sort of continue on. Uh, you are led to uh, a uh, to the second level. By, by the way, guys, interrupt me if you ever want to. Uh, second level where there is uh, a fenced out white picket fence. Uh, home uh, that surrounds what looks to be a, a very expansive yard, uh, flower gardens off to the side. Everything is prim and proper, like it's just been cut, the grass itself. Uh, a stone with moss growing above it, a walkway that leads from the entrance or the road all the way to the home itself. Home is uh, two-story, a bit larger than yours, uh, Vera, when you had one here in ISMB. Uh, it is, uh, uh, you see like different chimes, uh, toys that sort of scatter the yard. Uh, you see wooden, like a wooden horse, like the, what do you grab and put underneath between your legs, like the, the hobby horse? Uh, it's been thrown to the side, it's been like messily painted, and you see like the, it's been weather warped. Um, uh, and sitting out there under uh, a shade uh, in what looks to be a rocking chair uh, is a blonde haired uh, woman. Um, you see that she has sort of like these very straight features, a sort of a, a, a sharp nose, um, hair that's sort of pulled back into what looks to be a tight bun, uh, these small reading glasses upon her nose. Uh, she's, a, you get a sense that she's middle age, about like maybe, I would say like 45, about, uh, you know, maybe a little less around that age. Um, definitely a, a, a lean person who currently is reading a book at the moment. Uh, and Omber sort of takes lead, opening the, the gate. You hear the opens. Um, she doesn't even look up from her book and she goes, I told you to fix that. The sound is um, getting worse. And he, Omber kind of laughs a bit and goes, Yeah, I know. Is she also a tiefling? She's human. Oh. Oh. Uh, you see, at least uh, Vera, you would recognize this to be Celia. Uh, there is a big uh, greeting as she looks up from the books, closes it, puts it off to the side, and goes, grabs uh, Omber, kisses him on the cheek, and goes, whispers something in his ear. Uh, and he gets excited and goes inside. Uh, she looks to the rest of the troops and goes, You are all a sight for sore eyes. <laughs> How are you? Says greetings to all the troops and finally he gets to you, Vera, and goes, Vera! Grabs your hand. The armor looks good on you. Ah, took me a while to grow into it. I'm sure. <laughs> you see that her face gets a bit ghostly white, uh, seeing Uthiolms shakes her head. Miracles work in weird ways, Celia. Edgar told me it, but I didn't believe it. 
Make him say, make yourself at home. Oh wait, these are my friends. This is oh. Rolly and Savannah. This is Celia, Elmer's wife. Nice to meet you both. Uh, Rolly and Savannah, Savannah. right? Right. Uh, yeah, I'm Celia. Um, uh, please, come in. Make yourself at home. I have uh, some tea brewing right now. Uh, where are the little ones? <laughs> oh, um, Petcho! Pet, where's that boy? Tell him I have a surprise. Uh, as the she yells at, uh, you see a figure run uh, from the backyard. Um, you see what looks to be a, a a young kid, about five years old, uh, with like dirt in his hair, uh, and like all over his cheek. Uh, and following uh, behind him, you hear a scream, and uh, you see uh, a uh, a. I should actually describe a little more about uh, Petro, who uh, is. What's uh, his name? Petcho. 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 Um, he's got he's got like the blonde hair, uh, like his mom. Uh, he uh, the only thing that is different in terms of him being a human uh, is that he's got like these pointed teeth. Mm. Um, and you see, following behind him uh, is sort of this older teen, uh, about 15, 16 years old, a girl. Uh, who has her hair braided all the way down and is covered in mud uh, from like head to toe, and she is pissed. Like she's kind of like <laughs> Petro. I just hide behind me. Uh, and this is uh, <laughs> this is Amigri. Amigri. Uh, Amigri. The uh, this is the the oldest of of Amber's uh, in her teens. Um, you see that she has a tail uh, that is currently wrapped around her. She is human as well, but the only telltale sign of her tiefling heritage is a tail. Um, as currently it's wrapped around her because she's a bit embarrassed about it um, she runs towards it and she she's wearing like a white dress that's currently now just mucked in, in brown and she grabs him and she's like what did I tell you stop now now <laughs> uh hi yeah you have a greeting party you can beat him up later <laughs> Petra Ah! Maybe, Savannah, you want to give her your stone for a second? No, I was thinking that too. Um, hi, I'm Savannah. Take that for a second. I give her those shower stones. Oh, alright. Uh, yeah, Silly grabs and goes. I'll give it to her. Just squeeze it. I'm agree. <laughs> just, just squeeze. Why? So you cannot look like you got covered by mud. Just trust me. <laughs> As the flash of this almost light blue uh, arcane light covers her and all the dirt and muck has fallen to the floor beside her and she's like, oh my god, that's so cool. Oh, thanks Savannah. <laughs> oh, that's so, hi. I'm Amigree. She immediately goes to you, Savannah. It's like, <laughs> hi, that was Savannah. nice to that's really cool. Are you friends of dad? Kind of dad like that. Yeah, he went inside, I think. Uh, immediately Petra goes, Dada! <laughs> <laughs> Runs. Come inside. Let's go. <laughs> uh, and you guys find yourself within uh, the homestead of Amber. Uh, who's currently uh, uh, was looking for Petro and is like, Petro! Where's that boy? And finally, door opens, he grabs him. Hey, buddy. Oh, man. 
and grabs it, gets an arm around like a dad, like grabs uh, Emma Green's like, how are you doing, girl? Oh, it's been a while. Uh, and you guys have sort of a nice moment uh, here within Amber's uh, homestead. Um, you can talk amongst uh, the other troop members or anyone within Amber's family or his wife or himself. Oh, I yourselves. The, I'm the... like, I was told there was tea. Who wants tea? <laughs> right you are. Let me get that for you. And then about the bear when she's like not looking. <laughs> My motion towards the kids. Uh, I mean... Both of them like take two <laughs> steps and are like, what is that? It's a bear. She's a baby. What's going on, Shady? <laughs> uh, I look at Rolly and I'm just like, I never want to hear you guys yell at me about giving kids knives ever again. <laughs> she's a bear. She's not going to stab them. And she's an infant. It, uh, it <laughs> latches over to Petro and pins him on the ground and then starts to like roll over him. And she's like, oh, it's heavy. She's not that yeah. heavy. Won't, st won't stab them, but definitely will crush them. <laughs> She's like this. He's fine. They're, they're pro probably about the same size. Yeah. <sighs> I'll put her to the side, not on top of people. You can lick them, though. Probably tastes like dirt. Uh, with your mental command, it starts to do that. It's rude to sit on people, Layla. <laughs> it sits down like they're doing like the pot like the like the the polar bear thing that you'd see in like like coca-cola commercials where they sit down yeah pri like properly mm. it sort of sits there and waits your command oh, wait see is gonna get well she won't get command for a minute <laughs> yeah so she hasn't seen the bear yet has she no nope. she, she comes with a tray full of cups and uh, the true four team members go into uh the back and help her out uh she has like a pot she's like gives like that startled she's friendly she's just a baby well hi there <laughs> uh Amber's like don't worry about it it's, it's a wedding gift apparently <laughs> oh i see okay wizard well, gave it to me oh <laughs> uh, good <laughs> she's friendly uh, so you guys have this quiet time. What would you like to do? I think Vera's just trying to figure out how big this bear is gonna get. <laughs> how quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, see ya. I meant to ask you. I mean, you're the only one that's worked closest with him. How's the king's demeanor, by the way? Like, is he... Stern? Is he a good listener? Is he kind of like off to himself, or he is? Sure, brings a cup of tea. He is, I would say, a good listener. Um, I feel that he is. Um, there is a bit of sternness uh, that comes with his position. Yeah. Um, I mean. And hopefully I'm getting this right, but I'm a stenographer uh, for the, the courts. So, uh, the word has been sent, and we have about seven days until uh, we can get an audience. 
He's fair. He's very fair. Just trying to get a gauge. No, I understand. If you've never met the king, I, I can understand how it could be a daunting prospect. But you'll be fine. Anything you shouldn't do other than the self-explanatory. Like, does he have <laughs> something that he's maybe just solely against that maybe it wouldn't be common knowledge? Um... Like his father, he's very stuck in the old ways, so... He, it's very difficult for him to change protocol. But, but he can be convinced. But he can be, he's open to the idea. It's just hard for him to actually do it and find a better you know, alternative. But he's fair. He's, he's changed his mind, mind a few times. That's good, I guess. Um... How long has the yeah. domain been here? Oh, they've been here for about about two weeks now, maybe a little less. Uh, there was a, a, a. Did he have a meeting with anybody from the domain? There, there, there is a, a the world general from from the domain is here, uh, as well as one of their chosen. Which one, if you don't mind? Uh, a woman um, by the name of uh, Ramy Hardy. Ramy Hardy. Yeah. I think I've heard of her. We've met. I think we do have met one of the chosen. That's who gave me the polar bear. Hmm. <laughs> chosen in training. Well, no, Igno was chosen. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, we also met a chosen tree. She looks over to your hand, Vera, and goes, When did it happen? Oh, yeah, it was kind of a rush, so don't feel offended if you didn't get invited. It was kind no, of a... No, it's, it's completely... <laughs> congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Uziel sort of smiles and places a hand <laughs> on your shoulder, Vera, and like sort of accepting it. And they wanted it to happen soon. I thought you meant the tattoo for a minute. <laughs> oh no, those are lovely, but uh, I was talking about the ring. <laughs> uh, and she sort of switches her attention to you, Rolly, and goes, uh, Rolly, uh, so what do you do? Uh, what's, uh, what's your line of work? Uh, just a simple farmer, ma'am. Well, we wouldn't, uh, our lives wouldn't be here without those farmers. I wouldn't call them simple, though. But why, why is that? They're essential. He's being modest. He's also a great gladiator warrior. What's your last name? Uh, Vardenwell. And you see, like, this gasp of recognition. She's like... I knew I've heard your name somewhere. You won the Eclipse Coliseum. Well, I didn't win it. I won it with the help of my friends. Well, regardless, uh, I think you, you've got a big career beyond farming. Yeah, uh, we've, we've been known for farming, uh, you know, 
we, we worked really hard for that reputation. And I don't know, I just, I wanted something more. Well, you're doing a great job, dear. I think so. Thank you. And Savannah, um, pleasure meeting you. I don't think I've met a Tabaxi before. No, we don't come down to the kingdom that often. Uh, even though I've seen a lot more domain people are suddenly here. <clears throat> <laughs> well, I know from what Ambers told me, uh, the domain does enlist the aid of Tabaxi kind. Mm -hmm. um, are you also part of the uh, the striped leg? Mm -mm. Different clan. I see. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, what do you do? I'm a Tabaxi <laughs> of many trades. For a long time, I was a runner. Um, kind of fell into aid of these crazy two, which has been fun. Now I help them out, or I work at our bar. Did a bear tell you we own a bar? Uh, no, I didn't know that you own a bar. That's great. Yeah. Uh, a professional woman, I love it. Especially an owner. We need more of that. We do. Plus, it's not only mine, the three of us all work hard on it. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, where is it? I'm having a brain fart right now. <laughs> uh, Alrak. An Alrak. Alrak, um... It's up in the domain. <laughs> right. Wow, that's far. Okay. Um... Sorry, I'm currently looking for something right now, but, uh... Uh... Well, it is, uh... I guess I'll have to make my way there one day. We would love to have you. <laughs> there you are. Um, a bit more uh, conversation is had. Uh, but uh, it's up to you guys if you want to continue this or if you feel like you'd like to uh, fast forward a bit. Um, well, wait till she's back on mic. I think we could fast forward a little bit. Okay. So, uh, what we're gonna do, guys, is that you technically have seven days of downtime! <laughs> so, what we're gonna do is, this is gonna be a special downtime, because, uh, Cilia will let you know that, uh, until there is a sort of a, a week, up to a week, uh, wait period. So you're not entirely sure if it'll take five days, six days, or seven, so it's not very smart to go travel outwards. So you have the town of Isenby to explore, uh, to kill some time. Um, you are real aware that ICB has uh, commerce of all types. If you're looking for work, there's some small work jobs you can do. Um, if you want to learn something, you can do that as well. Excuse me, there's a grand like library here. Um, if you want to stake out the space, you can do that. Um, yeah. So we'll go in order. Uh, Vera, for the next seven days, what would you like to do? <laughs> thinking in my head. Or you can get, you want to pass it over, we can pass. Yeah, pass it over, I still have to think. Roll any ideas? Work. Work? For the entire seven Preferb days? Yes. Preferably combat related. Combat related. I want to get my uh, hands dirty. Okay. No, are you going to go find another fight club? Don't tell me what to do. You're not my boss. Well, actually, yeah, you are my boss. Oh. <laughs> actually, it was a question, not a demand, but okay. <laughs> oh. Uh, roll me a, yes. Roll me an investigation check. 
18. Dude, I'm, I'm rolling hot today. You're really, really, yeah, really good. Uh, 18, you look around the majority of Ice and B, especially on the the first floor, uh, first level. Uh, there's not a lot of terms of, like, fight clubs here. Um, a lot of, like, very aggressive behaviors kind of pushed away or, or, or uh, uh, not allowed, mainly because you're so close to the crown. Uh, and any aggressive behavior here could be transferred upwards. It could be like a sign for something. Um, so there's not like an underground thing, but there is sort of manual labor you can take part of, uh, shops that need lifting, like for, for stock, uh, people who need uh, like, uh, you know, transfers from goods to homestead. Uh, there is some manual labor that you can, uh, you can muster, if that's okay with you. Uh, I will rent a horse with a wagon. And I will do all the jobs. Okay, with the Just use. Rolly, quick I'll say for the next seven days with the use of a, a, a horse and wagon. Um, minus, I'll say minus thirty-five for the horse and wagon rental. Uh, you make about. I'll say you make about thirty gold uh, for the seven days. Thirty. Yeah. Wait, so did you lose five gold for working seven days? <laughs> I lost five gold for this. Well, these are like simple people days. you're asking for. They're not. It's my... Remember, guys, capitalism works. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you get a sense that people, when they do these jobs, it goes on for a long time. Uh, and oh, they I'm make doing... their... I am doing it, like, literally from dusk to dawn. You're like an Uber who bought their car just to do it for a week. You're never gonna be oh. able to pay off your car. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. But that's fine. <laughs> oh. Rolly. Capitalism works. Yep. Uh, Savannah, what would you like to do for seven days? I'm assuming sometime in the seven days we're gonna have to have that meeting with Richard, but yeah. outside of that, because I can't get it out of my head, I kinda wanna have a conversation with Anne-Marie about, you know, what's it like to be a woman with a tail? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. She confines into emigres like, it sucks. Um, when it comes to studies, I'm always the one with that. There's not a lot of, I mean, there's tieflings, but they're full on. They've got color and they have the look. And she like sort of motions to her like peach skin uh, tone. She's like, and then the peach skin like tail. She goes, it doesn't look good. It looks fine. It's in your head. I Look, know. I know it, it's, it takes time to get used to it, but as you get older, you learn no one cares. But and anyone who cares, they don't matter. Everyone's looking. No one's looking, sweetie. It's in your head. <sighs> and then after a while, you learn to embrace it. Make me a persuasion check. Uh, persuasion... 16. 16. You see, like, she sort of swallows a bit of that pride, a bit of that ego. Um, and you can plainly see, like, the the cogs in her head starting to turn a bit, like, is it in my head? Am I overthinking this? And for the first time, her tail starts to unwrap around her, her waist and sort of curls a bit in the air. Uh, she just sort of holds it close. She doesn't say anything, like a teenager, doesn't really give you a thanks, but definitely <laughs> kind of nods and... I'm gonna tell you a secret, though. The fun thing about having a tail, when someone really ticks you off, you get an extra thing to fling at them. 
She immediately looks over to uh, <laughs> to Petro. I didn't say that though. Okay. No, that's good. That's a good idea. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, Vera, did you have an idea what you like to do for the seven days? Um, I think she's probably gathering. I mean, she is gonna do the meeting with Sav, so I think she's gonna probably split her time three ways, mainly two. But she's gonna gather like all the information between the three of us and whatever Uthiel the troop has uh, about Lily, about what's happened, anything that like in, that's like super personal, like you know the Raven's Claw and everything. Like she leaves that stuff out, but anything that's directly about Lily and what she was doing to like further her games and that craziness, she compiles all that together, like. Probably with Uthiel and probably with Savannah, because Savannah's pretty smart. <laughs> so, like, and just make it into essentially like this huge case file until this trial happens, so she has it. Um, and I think the other part of that is she wants to go to the library and see what she can learn. If it's only like a day, that's fine. Um, the other part is trying to get or trying to figure out a way to get resources or help to savannah's homeland and involve like richard somehow like she's trying to literally split her time <laughs> okay so we're gonna need some roles then because if you're just gonna do uh compiling notes mm -hmm. i would say you would have advantage on checks when it comes to the trial uh, but since you're splitting that time i'm not going to give you that um i will make the dc a little lower uh when it comes to you convincing portraying things um the other half is you wanted to repeat that once more. You wanted to find a way to. I don't know if like it's just like because I know she's worried about her clan and as like if there's any way we could like she Vera could get somebody to help watch over them. That's a discussion you're no, gonna no. have to have with Savannah. You realize when I said a clan, I meant the um, oh the um, guild. Okay, well then so, maybe yeah. scratch that part. Just okay. have the meeting. <laughs> okay, so then uh, we'll say that That's you fine. <laughs> you will have roll me a d4. Two. Two. Uh, mark that down because you'll have advantage on two checks when it comes to the trial. Uh, and you can choose. Okay. Uh, and this cho chosen thing can happen. It has to happen before you make the roll. Okay. Okay. This is a bit of like the inspiration thing we used to get from Nick. Yeah. Um, but I'll say that as you guys do all this for the, uh, for the seven days... Uh, you guys can have that meeting with Richard. Um, I'll say as you're sort of biding your time at one of the local pubs, um, you hear a, a knock at the door um, at the inn that, or at least the tavern you're staying at. You're currently at like a, a at a circular bar. There's plenty of people drinking around you. Uh, lights flickering in the night um, as you're currently just having a, a drink and you hear at the door at the entrance. Uh, a couple of people sort of follow your same eye you sort of see the door itself. No yes. one walks in. They shrug it off. And... <laughs> Go, I don't know. Is there a window near the door? No. <laughs> you can... can I get another perception um, perception check? Sure. Twenty one. 21. Uh, you lean back in your chair uh, to look out the window itself, 
and uh, you do not see a figure, uh, but the odd the, the odd thing is that you can hear the knocking so clearly as it goes again. And you said the knocking was on the door or the window? On the door. On the, on the entrance door? door of the tavern. I'm going to take a walk outside, guys. <laughs> so I'm going to get up and walk. Uh, you get up and you open the door and a bit of cool air hits your face as it's currently nighttime. You can see the night stars blinking uh, in the darkness. Uh, this entire city is illuminated a little bit by the, the moon's light uh, coming about. Um, as you go outside, sort of bundle up a little bit closer to get a bit of the warmth, um, you can hear, uh, you can hear the very familiar sounds of horse hoofs on stone uh, leading from where you are further down the street. But there is no horses. I kind of look it through the window see if Vera's looking at me. Please, are you looking at me? Are you looking at me? <laughs> She'll look out. <laughs> are you giving me a sign? Okay. It's like, it's kind of like... I get up and I go. <laughs> Roll your following. Alright. Um, you start to follow this audible clue as it brings you further down the street to where you see where there's a T-junction. Uh, and you can hear what sounds to be like a box being knocked over towards the left in one of the alleyways. Uh, but there is no box. I'll go that way? I'll follow the sound to see what I heard. You continue forward. Uh, you get to a point where the alleyway, uh, you're still being, you're at a point where like the, the illumination of the sun is still casting upon you guys. So you can see somewhat. Really, you have to sort of squint your eyes and sort of see in the dark enough. Um, yeah, the orb. That's true. You have the orb if he wants to use it, but uh, not enough for, oh, ooh, ah, you can see now. Uh, I don't know if I like the orb out. Put the orb down. <laughs> Well, if he walks into a wall, that's going to make a bigger sound. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Uh, you come across what looks to be uh, like a about like 10 foot by 10 foot area. Um, behind a couple of the buildings, you see like buildings to your left and a wall to your right. And of course, the pathway you just took behind you. Uh, but it is a squared off space with walls that reach about, about five feet high. Nothing too tall. Uh, but you hear like a door closing. Is there an actual door there, though? Uh, make me an investigation check. Yeah, not as good. That's a ten. Ten. Um, there's no doors around you. Hmm. Has he always been this weird? I mean, like, this I kind of expected. The knock I threw me. It's not that it's weird. I'm gonna start filling like the wall areas. And <laughs> not that it's weird, it's just, I don't know. Well, I mean, I just didn't think he was gonna walk up and be like, knock, knock. <laughs> like, he could've got anybody. Um, I think you have just learned to expect the unexpected. But now I'm stuck. Maybe if you ask Felix, maybe he can send something. Felix. Yes, Savannah. Okay. So I heard a door close. My gut tells me there's a door. What can you tell me? 
Uh, he will use your ability of the Find Trap spell that you can cast once. Your uh, bit of spores start to release uh, from your mouth and sort of travel down your body to your feet. And you can almost feel your senses expand outwards, covering a wide section of the city uh, as these like almost veins of, of spores search around in the area and something pings in your mind and you can see uh, against one of the houses here uh, to the uh, to the west, uh, a door glows. It doesn't glow for everyone else and it's not like it's actually glowing, but it's like your senses can see there's a trap door there. Back to your, uh, your vision as Felix returns. Thanks, buddy. I'm gonna walk to the trap door. You open it easily as you know where it's where it is uh and there inside is a, a smallish room there's a couple of barrels a couple of lit candles off to the corner uh and sitting at a desk um he's currently writing uh something is uh the familiar kenku uh form of uh of richard you couldn't just say hey come here i don't really know the kingdom capital that well. What is this place then? This here is a drop-off point. We use it occasionally. It hasn't been used in quite some time. But uh, storage, dropping off equipment, personal effects. I'm like, I'm assuming you guys keep followed me in. Yeah. Yeah, they've they've watched you just open this door as it opens up. Me to myself, I'm just all like, I love that you guys don't even question it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we went into like an underground tomb, man. I think at this point, this is semi-normal in comparison. <laughs> huh. Well, come on in. Close the door, please. Close door. <laughs> yes, close the door. <sighs> I understand you had a, you had some serious concerns. Uh, yeah, um, we almost died. Well, that happens on a regular basis, just to be fair. <laughs> well, I'm happy that you are looking well. I have to ask the question, do you remember my first job? The map. Ooh, boy. You know, actually I do, mainly because Leon doesn't shut up about it. I know, it's one of his proudest moments. Yeah. He felt very Ooh. happy that his his understudy was able to break a record. I have to ask, who was the, who was our client for that? He leans back, you see the feathers sort of reach out, where's the talons starting to tap a bit as he starts to sort of get lost in the memory. Um, the room itself starts to get a bit warmer now as the door has been closed. A lot of the candles are creating a small bit of warmth uh, within. There are, there's not really spaces for you to sit. A lot of it's like, you can sit in a barrel if you want to, or you can sit on the floor. Uh, it's a small space with chests uh, and barrels. Uh, like a hay, there's even like a haystack off from the side. Um, thanks for a bit. Um... a baron of some kind who said in the request I 
think Does it was... name Bella Dada mean anything to you? I... Yes. Uh, that is the ruler, the lord of... Uh... I'm going to actually get the name. Uh, that is the lord of the Inaberry Islands. Um, I... Blood Eyes Belladonna. Yes. So, Loki, Ambry, I might need you because yeah, I know brain fog's kicking in right now. Belladonna wants me dead because she's aware I stole that map. Well, I think she wants you and the your associates dead. Um, yeah. <laughs> we have been experiencing some pushback without probable cause from uh from the Blood Eyes. Um. Well, her one of her minions has been on Savannah's tail for a long time and was responsible for almost killing us this Several last times. this last most recent time and a few times before that. Um, He's been able to infiltrate the guild. That has me concerned. His name was. This is Mighty Joe. <laughs> um, uh, Vincent Gallax. Oh no, no, that wasn't right. Hold on. I don't think you actually got a name. Yeah, I don't think we got his name. I thought we got a name, no? No, just that he was a changeling and he was a dwarf. Changeling dwarf. He was actually able to infiltrate the guild. Hmm. And I know for at least several months he's been on my tail. Yeah, I literally put items found on dwarf. Um, All right. Wait. Well, uh... We've never had to deal with a changeling before, so we'll get our scribes on it. Get a better understanding of their physiolog uh, uh, their their uh, their physical form and how they can change, and a good way to prevent that from happening. Physiology. Physiology. Thank you, <laughs> Richard. I need to know who that client was. I need to know why my life's in danger. It, or all of us are in danger. He was from a baron. Uh. Grimthor. Oops. I'm sorry? Oops. Oops what? Oops. Oh. He wasn't so nice uh, to us, so we weren't so nice back, and I don't know where that map is now. He requested uh a map from a sailor gave us the details of what the sailor would look like and where it would be. Uh, paid us handsomely uh, to have a have a member go and steal it for him. Uh, we delivered it to him. So if anything, it should still be at his homestead. Didn't we set it on uh, fire? <laughs> uh, I don't think you set it on fire because you, yeah, you didn't set it, you broke in. That wasn't the place we set it on fire, right? No. No, okay. he was the one that had paperwork where we found Luna and all them later because he was having stuff done. Oh, I think himself. you set the barn on fire. You didn't set the, the manor on fire. He was having people stolen to steal their organs so he could yeah, live longer and all that nice thing. Uh, I see. We're coming back full circle. Great. I'm wondering okay. if it was him. We also fought him. He was a bitch to uh, fight. The time. Uh, you, 
Hmm. Vera and Rolly, roll me an insight check. Can I give myself guidance? No. Dang. You're already Can pretty... I give myself guidance? Uh, yes. Hey. Okay. I guide myself. <laughs> you're already, you're uh, already a pretty insightful person. Yeah, I am. Actually. 17. Six. Six. <laughs> uh, really, you're sort of nodding in agreement. You're kind of remembering that experience way back when. Um, Vera, you see that there's sort of this cold look on, on Richard. Um, you've never really had to experience this before, especially within the, the Thieves Guild of the Raven's Kiss, is that the Raven's Kiss, as well as, uh, as, as good as they try to be, Richard, did, Richard the original one, did live a, a life of, of thievery and cutthroat. So there's almost like, you, you explain like, oh, he was harvesting organs and using it. And he's like, and. So there is a bit of coldness when it comes to the Thieves Guild at its very core, because it is a Thieves Guild. Um, but he does sort of hear you guys saying that his own members, especially Savannah, uh, is at risk of what was delivered there. Uh, so that's what you gleam. Uh, but he does sort of nod and go, well, I can send, if, if what you say is true, if uh, Grimthor is, has been dispatched. For a while now, though. We can send a, a cleanup crew to see if maybe we can search his homestead and find it, the map, if that's what you need. I think it's underneath the house, from what I remember. He had a lot of paperwork. There was a lot of work. But apparently that map is in the crypt, and she's pretty pissed about it. Okay. Well, um, if you give me some time, I'll send a troop, our own little uh, scouting party there, uh, to the manor. Oh, sorry, not the manor, uh, to the, um, yeah, to, the, to Grimthor's manor, and um, we'll do a full investigation. I think that's best. Just... Uh, I would just be careful. Not that you're not already careful, but I would be extra. Well, uh, the funny thing is, uh, since the manor is only north of our uh, of our Glaxon Beach um, location, we have been hearing tales that apparently the city has been thriving since the Baron has been taken out. Yeah, it's technically so, a we've... good thing. <laughs> It feels that you've done the the town a service. They don't need to know that, though. <laughs> yeah, but what what's that old saying? No good deed goes unpunished. Oh, hmm. we were getting punished. We almost died a couple of times. We had to <laughs> flee on horses last time. This, this. Yeah, so it's not like we haven't been punished, boy. Fleeing on horses is the least of our problems. We even though that last that last one. No, I mean when the orcs try to crush you, Savannah, and we had to leave Rolly and had to circle back and fight him in the forest. That's what Oh yeah, times. I forgot about that. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll send a, a scouting party. It won't take too long. Just need some time, maybe about a day or two. And uh... I will check back with you because I think we're going to be stuck in Isolde for for a few, at least a few weeks. I see. All I'm gonna say is what she wants links to the Blakes, so it's probably something very important. Their whole motto and all. 
do you suggest that we cease communication with uh, the Inaberry Islands until you learn more? I think that's best. Understood. Any other information you'd like to share with me? This is her Richard? Or this is her Richard. You see the scar. Scar. Just that it's a crypt to a vial and involved Maximilian, Maximilian Blake. And if we know anything from the Blakes is that they're chasing everlasting life. Something that you're familiar with. So I'm sure she has all of her forces <laughs> looking hmm. for it. All right. Well. And that's all we kind of got from him. If I'd... Belladonna is chasing the same path that Catherine Evergrey did, that's concerning. Seems like it. So we'll try to expedite this as soon as possible. Sav, maybe if you show him the stuff you took off of him. Um, other than the leather, I'll put on down the dagger and then the skull necklace. <clears throat> um, he quickly looks over at the dagger. It's a powerful magical item. I'm fortunate I can't attune to what it is. Um, might something you want to try. The necklace is really interesting. He sort of slides the, slides the dagger to you, Savannah. The necklace is very interesting. And he grabs one of the skulls and cracks it open and you see a, a, a little white uh, like ethereal <sighs> release I think it's best we release them all uh, it seems that uh, whoever was holding on to this necklace was holding on to souls and using them for his own gain I don't like that about these people what is with everybody in souls? Uh, that's, oh, no. that's fine. Starts to crack them open. Actually, and sort of hands it to you, Rolly. I feel like you can do it way faster than I can. Do you want me to crack open the soul? No, just crush the skulls. You got oh, skulls. Oh. I thought you wanted me to crush souls. No, the soul's in the skull. <laughs> Matter of fact, I actually like pull a sheet of paper and put a quill, and I'm like, when you get back to home base, can you send this upstairs and have this delivered to Igno? The necklace. Have him hold on to it for us. Sure. Oh, uh, you can also you uh, can tell him his polar bear. Uh, patch. <laughs> he starts to write, he grabs your quill and paper and starts to write this all down. Um, what are you sending to Igno? Just run me again. You want to send what to him? send him the necklace just to hold on to it. Got it. Like, uh, let the wizard deal with it. We'll say that, Rolly, you crush every skull except for one, so Igno can look at it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he collects everything, puts it into a pouch, uh, and sort of looks to you here and goes, and a polar bear. Well, he gave it to me. I was waiting for his... <laughs> Congrats. She's very proud of her polar bear. Yes, Vera got married. I don't know if we told you. No, you didn't, but congrats. Thank you. Her husband was dead. I think he knew that part. <laughs> you see him look off and goes Oh, I by do. records by records what I understand is that your fiance now husband was Uthil Kane a city guard for several years became a troop 14 member under uh, Lily Underwood yeah the current yeah. well was current pain in our ass we do have intelligence as much as we can 
so serious sometimes, Richard. <laughs> you have to be. But uh, I feel like our meetings are kind of a break from that, and I appreciate that. Is there anything else to report? I think for now, that's it. Okay. We'll send a, a, a scout, and we'll send the letter. Uh, we'll catch you when everything is all said and done. If you're staying with the nice and be for a few weeks or a few days, we should be able to get the letter in your hands by then. Okay. Any urgent matter, matter I'll have Beerus in the message. Appreciate it. Thank you. What's going on, Siege? <laughs> Chat. Uh, Alright. Well, uh, we'll say that that was the last final business you had for this sort of week-long downtime. Uh, as uh, you all gather, uh, you and the troops all gather on the very third level of the kingdom or the uh, the, the city of Isenby next to Castle Caspin. Uh, I'll go ahead and remind you once again what you see is you do see these large uh, white stone walls that sort of create uh, a large like it's like it's just so uh, like it takes up a lot of space here on the top level. Um, there are several pyres and uh, and and peaks within the uh, the castle itself. One of them is this giant window. Uh, that reflects a lot of the light, and you can see almost a mirrored reflection of uh, of the uh, Lake Evergrey that is to the north. Uh, you see that uh, 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 Celia leads you in, uh, giving a sort of a talk to the uh, royal guards who block the entrance, sort of giving an announcement that I am with uh, Troop 14, uh, a group known as the Three Griffins as well as myself, uh, and we are going to have a royal, count, uh, royal trial. And sort of shows her credentials, they let her in. You guys are all let inside. Uh, past the garden that leads from the walls to the actual castle itself, where you do see the spectral animals, where you see like a spectral peacock that is uh, almost translucent, that sort of bobs away. You see other animals of, of exotic kind that sort of just scatter within the garden. Several staff hands run from left to right, some of them leading uh, these sort of like fine familiar ghost-like animals to the side uh, as you were led into once again the grand hall uh, of the of the castle castle Caspin um, you originally when you met with Lily were left off to the side and you didn't really go that far deep into the castle itself um, you are and of course when you met with um, uh, with the dragonborn whose name escapes me at the moment, Cistern. Uh, he, him, he was also like on the outskirts, never deep inside the castle itself. Uh, you are being flanked by several guards behind you, several guards in front of you, and about one or two off to the side. So you are being led. Uh, you get to a point uh, in this sort of, uh, this train of people, uh, to a point where, let me go to my notes here. Uh, there are these big giant red doors uh, on the second floor as you are led up the stairs uh, that open uh, very loudly and you can feel a rush of warm air with a small, like a, a, a slight hint of, of like oak and other like fine smelling scents uh, as you go inside. Um, there's a large uh, red carpet that leads outward several candelabras along the walls there's like archways everywhere that lead to different like meeting rooms and passageways uh, and bedrooms 
uh, whether it's for staff, important uh, visiting deputants, uh, or royals, or nobles, or barons. Um, there are actually a couple of like ritzy looking people, like half elves, who are like, mm, yes, I was planning to go ahead and plan that tonight, but I'll go ahead and save it for tomorrow. Uh, you see, talking to one another, having important conversations. Um, you get to a point where there is this these double doored, uh, black colored uh, 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 stainless steel doors. Um, and there is a man currently behind a desk who currently is writing. See, there's a, a red head uh, that's currently like hair that's currently pulled back a little bit that doesn't really go into a bun, but just pulled back here. A uh, bit of an older man who's currently writing something. He's wearing the official garb uh, of the courts. Looks at you all. Yes, can I have your names, please? And see the troops. Uh, True 14. Uh, you see, this is the first time Taurus is a little tripping over herself. Uh, True 14. Torres. Thomas. Thomas. Thomas, thank you. I'm not laughing. <laughs> Amber's laughing. Amber. <laughs> uh, and Edgar. Uh, reporting. Right. Excellent. And, uh, you four. Vera Kavad Kane. Yes. Barnwell. Do you have a last name, Barnwell? Barnwell. <laughs> Do you have a last name, Barnwell? You can answer yes or, yes or no, can't you? Yes. Last name, Barnwell. Rolling. Barnwell. Roll me deception check with disadvantage. I just like now. <laughs> Maybe we should leave him outside. <laughs> um, I'm gonna change my hair gold, and she's probably pinned it up uh, and braided it back up for this. Deception is going to be a eight. Eight. On a natural twenty, by the way. He closed the book. Understood. Gods, you can go ahead and keep him to the side. And you see four guards <laughs> flank you and pull, grab your arms in a stern way and push you off to the side. And I struggle and I say, it was worth it! <laughs> should I go deal with that or should I stick with you guys? I look at Vera. It's up to you. You're going to have to swear in court. Oh, dear lord. He's with us. His name is Roly Barwell. Please bring him back. <laughs> no. Make me persuasion check. <laughs> At least let's not make Celia look bad. And she gives like a, her, you just see a red flicker on her eyes as she looks at her roll. <laughs> it's gonna be, uh, what does it say? 13. I'm gonna roll for him. He said my last name. I gave him my last name. What do you want from me? The name. He closes, I gave him my name. <laughs> he closes the book and goes, Roly Bonwell. Mm-hmm. Let him go. I am tasking you. you to take care of him. And what is your Skrilla. name? Savannah Skrilla. I Don't worry, I will take good care of him. Understood. Did you know he was a great gladi gladiator? I'm not into sports. Mm. <laughs> Behave. And I just kind of drag Rulio. <laughs> uh, and lastly, Uthiel looks to him and looks to you, Vera, and goes, Uthiel Kane. The man kind of 
it's a long story, but uh, you might want to get rid of that grave marker out there. Understood. <laughs> Alright, well, you may enter before you do so, however, waves over a couple of guards who bring this massive chest. Not a feeling. Any armaments uh, or weaponry, please must be placed into the uh, chest itself. It'll be kept secured, and upon your exit, it'll be returned to you. I have to take the armor off? Oh, sorry, I meant uh, weaponry. Okay. Yeah, you can take off your use, keep armor on. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, there's not a whole lot underneath this, and I don't want to see the king in my slip, so... <laughs> Take um, off my sword and my bow and my. Do I gotta do the shield too? It would probably be best uh, to take right the shield. The shield. <laughs> Here. Grabs your things, puts it off neatly into the giant chest. Uthiel follows suit, bringing off several weaponry he has there, puts it down. Sword, bro, now. Don't like this. <laughs> uh, Rolly. Uh, axe, shield. All right. Uh, I have to ask this question: Is anyone holding uh onto a secret weapon? I think so. <laughs> yes. <A> dagger. <laughs> well, we'll get to you in a span in a second. So you're holding. Your... <laughs> uh, Savannah, did you ever attune to that dagger? Um, I think I turned to it before because you were saying we use I used the dagger. Oh so my I god! Should, I think that was when we maxed out on the three um three items. I right? need to provide you the details of the dagger. It's called Wrist Taker. <laughs> uh, I get it because she's taking a risk. It's a really powerful <laughs> weapon. Um, let me see. I don't think I have anything else. Oh, <laughs> mace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. So everything is. Oh damn. Everything is being provided. Um. Forgot that one. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget that. Don't use that one that much. Sorry. You're Mason. You're carrying a lot of weapons. Yeah, she's got. Well, no, I imagine she has those crisscross on her back and her shield in the front. So that's. It's why. like everyone puts down their one weapon, and Zabira's just like, eh, eh, <laughs> eh. Got a one. So right now, uh, and then did you check your uh, DMs? Uh, yes, doing that right now. Okay, and I'm gonna go ahead and look at what we have planned here because. I was telling. Yeah, that's funny. When you see your message, you'll understand. Okay. Uh, everything uh, is put into the box, secured away. You guys don't have any armaments on you. See. Uh, it is pushed to the side, and you guys all walk in. Uh, and now we're gonna take a quick ten-minute break, and we'll reconvene with the trial. So see you guys in ten. Hey everyone, we're back, and uh, we are joining the party uh, as they start to enter in the actual courthouse within Castle Ca Castle Caspin. Um, what you find yourselves there is multiple seats, like like pews, 
off into the corner, off to the side. Uh, a lot of the main entrance as you start to walk in uh, is sort of like uh, wildly decorated with reds. Um, there is the uh, the symbol of of the Sildon Kingdom uh, on banners and and uh, and tapestries all around you, where you do see the familiar uh, sword crossing over with a quill. Um, and as you start to walk in, uh, the actual uh, floor stops at a certain point and goes upwards to like a like couple of steps. And there, sitting off, there are two chairs, two thrones, uh, one of them being taken up uh, by. The king himself. Uh, let me go and describe uh, the king at the moment. Uh, there you see uh, Trulos Caspin, uh, a high elf. So you do see like the really high elven features of the long ears. Uh, he has these jet black hair um, that is uh, slowly turning uh, a bit gray, like on one side. Um, He's got a, a very, like, you don't see this very often when it comes to, to elves at all, but he's got, like, this beard uh, coming down uh, that almost, like, obfuscates a bit of his mouth as well. Uh, he is dressed in fine clothes, um, wrapped around him as well. Uh, yeah, and he, uh, you see, he's got, like, this, like, the old stern look that you would see from, like, an elder man, like, on a, on a bus who's got, like, the stress lines, the crow's feet, um but can move around just fine. Uh, he's currently talking to one of like his, his rights, like hand man, and he's whispering something, the door opens, he stops and sort of turns to you, waves sort of a, a bit of an introduction as you all are led up. Um, you are pushed or at least led by a bunch of the guards off to the side. Another thing that you all feel that as you walk in here, uh, Vera, Roly, and, you know, all three of you feel <clears throat> something wash over you sort of weird almost like i was gonna ask if i could have done the bond before we got in here but i think it might have gotten this you walked in and it, it feels like uh something is being suppressed as you almost feel a bit of, like exhausted <sighs> almost like you lost your breath and you're trying to get it back um but you are led to the side next to a table uh one of the staff hands walks up and goes we will now commence uh, on today's royal court, we now introduce Troop 14 of the Sildon Kingdom, the band of adventurers known as the Three Griffins, and plus an extra member, A kind of swallows a bit, Uthiel Kane. Uh, you see that the, uh, the king sort of takes his small circular glasses, takes them off, and him off to the side doesn't say anything just nods thinks for a bit while the DM gets his notes <laughs> I think Vera's just like lightly squeezing uh, Uthiel's hand because she's like nervous but like she also doesn't want anything bad to happen to him uh, he taps his chair and goes please bring in the representatives from the domain. Introducing the Royal Guard, or the Royal General of the domain, the SOS domain, Meryl Templeman. And doors open. Uh, and there you do see the six foot tall, long blonde hair, very brightly blonde, 
um, that is double braided and tied to the end uh, with a set of mistletoe off on her shoulder, on her, on her forehead. Um, golden capes and that sashes and covers a bit of her neck and chest uh, with leather straps and armaments along her side. Um, weaponry gone, of course, but like the armor on top uh, is uh, Merle Tuppleman, which is uh, a familiar face to you guys, but not very... Uh, uh, you guys haven't communicated with her in a while. Uh, and domain chosen, Raimi Hardy. Uh, and what you see is uh, about a five foot five ebony skin, uh, a bit leaning on the lighter side of the, of, the, of the color spectrum, bright, light brown eyes uh, with a bit of sort of like a dirty brown hair on this dark-skinned individual, this woman, that almost creeps up with highlights of green. Uh, and it starts to almost like, gives off a bit of like an aura of emerald dust around her. Um, it, their hair is super short. It's only like about like this tall, not really, like almost a few inches. Um, her face uh, has, uh, uh, is done up, has like this green lipstick. Uh, with green eyeshadow and like a bit of like tr like tribal things here, uh, large hoop earrings. Uh, she wears what looks to be a, a, a green vest with black uh, corset on her chest, uh, with a black pants. Um, the only thing that I would say besides uh, her form, which you notice most of all, is she actually is an amputee and does not have any arms. She sort of walks uh, beside uh, Merle Templeman, uh, sort of gives you guys all sort of a, a look. Uh, Merle gives like a, a look of recognition, like, oh, I remember you three. No, I just kind of give a nod. Is uh, she, uh, the Chosen human or we don't know? Uh, she has, uh, roll me in the, what would this be? An insight check, I suppose. Just curious, I was gonna write it down. Uh, what did I start along? Natural 20 plus Natural eight. 20. <laughs> God damn. Um, you notice that the green makeup is not actually makeup. Um, but it is, along, even with the, the blonde hair that she has, the, the sort of the highlights of emerald green, it's actual emerald. Oh. That is growing and protruding from her cheeks and eyes and eyelashes. Um, you see that along her chest, she has a bit of like a green growth coming out as well. Uh, especially near the chest. Um, she's not human. You get a sense that this is an Earth Genasi. We found our last element. <laughs> okay. Um, they stand, give a nod, uh, a bow towards uh, the king. Uh, the king uh, finally leans up a little bit. <clears throat> Mr. King. Certainly, um, surprise to see you back. And uh, you see Uthio kind of like grabs your hand a bit, you're a bit, yeah. laughs a little bit, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and kind of nods. Might I ask who performed such a miracle? I just kind of step forward and like bow. <laughs> uh, you see this high elf sort of gives shifts his gaze quickly to you. Um, it's very difficult to read him. Uh, and he sort of leans in his chair. 
stroking his beard. Hmm. Well, Miss Kavad. Kavad Kane, Your Highness. Ah. Looks to Uthil. Congratulations. Thank you. I must compliment you, Miss Mrs. Kavad Kane, for bringing back such a well-respected member of the community. <laughs> the bond in your faith must be a strong one to pull back such an impressive feat. That it is. Thank you. Um, honestly, I think I wish I would have known you would have been married. I know that the uh, Kavads have done quite well uh, within the kingdom's walls, uh, and we commend them for the amount of work and uh, economy they put back into us. Hard-working folks. I'll relay the kind words to my father. Of course. Appreciate it. Now, while it's grand to see you back, Mr. Kane, I feel that your testimony might be crucial, and I shall save it for the last. Clears his throat and looks at you all. Miss Torres! Torres. Yes, Your Highness. <clears throat> Today's trial, from my understanding from Celia, is that it is about Miss Underwood, as well as uh, the general consensus of her uh, her dealings, as well as uh, secret going-ons that we were unaware of. Might I ask what you and the troops feel towards Miss Underwood? Uh, all four take a step forward as you were brought back, Vera. Um, they start to recount um, collectively their concerns over Mrs. Underwood or Miss Underwood's mental state uh, and how it shifted after some time. Um, there definitely was some respect, especially along the four troop members. Uh, upon uh, Miss Underwood and how she was leading the team, definitely keeping them safe for the most part. Uh, but there was some point where her tone shifted and they were unsure why. Um, they also recount, uh, I'll say even Taurus was sort of along the lines of, well, we were instructed to go down to uh, Vivine uh, and apparently there was a collection of cultists that we were informed to deal with. Uh, by General Underwood's request, we accompanied her uh, and split into uh, teams. Uthiel and Miss Underwood in one, myself and Edgar, and uh, Thomas and Amber. Uh, we all split. Um, we were concerned at first, however, we started to make grounds until reinforcements of this cultist crew started to form. We fell back, and uh, upon securing ourselves within the side channel of the, of the or within the uh, actual main staple of the manor, um, 
Miss Underwood returned with the body of kind of looks at Uthiel of Uthiel King. King leans back. What happened to these cultists? Uh, we don't fully know. Um, Troop 12 was in charge of cleanup and reporting. turns his attention to uh, the three griffins. Sort of waves off party. I'm fully aware of you two. Sort of points to Roly and, and Vera. I believe you are not uh, part of the kingdom. Is that correct? And looks to you, Savannah. Uh, what did you say your name was? Savannah Skrillev? Uh, at this point, um, Merle, uh, Temperman speaks up and goes, I'm sorry, I thought your name was Kat. Uh, she immediately starts to go in a bit of an aggressive, like, attack of, like, I feel it quite concerning that you decided to and immediately the king goes waves her off and goes I do not fault Miss Grilla for providing a fake name considering the fact that her she was in the presence of Miss Underwood and that is today's topic seems that she had some prior knowledge of maybe some wrongdoings and kind of looks at you Savannah and gives a nod field is a very tactical decision. But Ms. Skrilla, I must uh, ask of you. I do tr uh, trust that you will be telling the truth uh, to the best of your knowledge during today's trials. Correct? Yes, sir. I appreciate that. All three of you, I'm going to ask you individually one question here. Ms. Kavod King, what was your overall thoughts about Miss Underwood, and could you give me one account? Not multiple, one account that you've encountered that enforced this feeling you had told her. You just see her hair probably flicker a little bit red, and then it goes back to gold. And she like, thinks for a minute. I've had many, so excuse me if it takes a moment. I guess initially I felt sorry for her, and, and by the end of it I had no remorse, and the best event that I can wrap that up is she murdered my sister. Hmm. Could you please uh, describe how this occurred? We've opened a new branch. My sister was manning that branch. Wooly found out, or Miss Underwood found out, and kidnapped her and put a person that was able to look like my sister in her place. And when I found where she was, she had stolen her soul and left her lifeless body there to die. She, he turns over to uh, Miss Templeman and goes, 
Royal General Templeman. Could you please read me the accounts that you had uh, and what you have chosen have found when they investigated the abandoned uh, point of the season's bounty? Up in the domain. You see uh, she taps uh, the chosen. Uh, Raimi steps up and goes, Well, what we found was uh, several of the spaces, uh, the tables, uh, chairs, kicked around. Uh, in addition to that, we also found uh, what seemed to be uh, a dead body uh, wrapped in unfamiliar cloaks. Uh, there was some trace of some strange uh, plant matter upon this being. We're still uh, waiting our assessment. And so the king leans back and goes, Do you feel that this could have been a doppelganger? Someone to hide as, or as Miss Kabod Kane has informed us, to deceive. It's certainly possible. We don't know, but uh, it it is possible. One could have arcane abilities. Vera just puts her little hand up. <laughs> she doesn't know if she's <laughs> what the priority is here. Feel free to talk. That was us. We went to go visit her, and she was at our wedding. And when I asked her what she did at our wedding she didn't know and she proceeded to attack us and she changed into the body you found mm. thank you miss kavad kane mr broly barnwell barnwell there's many barnwells written here <laughs> mm. <laughs> says here that you're from blenton is that correct Yes, sir. Well, I have something to add to that, but first, I'd like to go in order. Could you please tell me your overall thoughts on Miss Underwood as well as an account that you've had that supports your feelings? Oh man, there's, there's been so many. Oh. Um, and I will say, uh, for you, Steve, as a player, if you do not wish to go overly into example, you can say, this is how I feel, and this is the example I give. Actually, that comes in handy. Um, I say, uh, I, I, I will be, I'll be speaking frank here, if, if that's okay with you. Of course. For someone who was so high up in the military... For someone who, you know, stood by defending her troops, defending her soldiers, no man left behind. I have to, I have to say that I felt that she was not really completely honest about that. How is it that one of your soldiers, a soldier under your command, is going to die fighting cultists? And... You don't have the ability to bring them back to be properly buried. 
you buried them on cultist soil in an unmarked grave. That's all I will say. Hmm. You see him think for a moment. Uh, roll me an insight check, really. Be nice, Dice. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's my insight? Okay, that's gonna be a nat 20. That's right. Oh, uh, he, you cat, you almost catch a bit of. Some of that knowledge is new to him. <laughs> uh, and what occurs to Roly is that more than likely, when it came down to reporting to higher ups, because it wasn't going to be the troops who were going to report to the king, it was going to be the royal general to report to the king. Um, you get a sense that more than likely. Lily Underwood did not report the full truth. Uh, uh, I will follow that up with then and say, oh, did, did, did they not tell you this? They did not. I appreciate the update. Miss Skrilla, could you please give me an account? of Mrs. Underwood, Miss Underwood, uh, as well as your overall thoughts. Well, similar to Mr. Barnwell, I am a person who believes in loyalty to those around you. When we heard the story that she just left Uthio's body there, who does that? Especially to your own troop. And then when you meet her in person, she gave off an interesting feeling. I'll be nice because I'm in court. <clears throat> but I think the encounter that was the most egregious to to us as a party, she set a leviathan after us. We were out on sea and this sea creature attacked us and it was from her. Who does that? <laughs> Have, Miss Skrilla, have there been any other accounts where a <laughs> being has been summoned by Miss Underwood to cause you and your party harm? Uh, I'm trying to think of something right now because I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Invisible stalkers. <laughs> oh, so yeah. We had invisible stalkers come after us. More than we've once. been we've had multiple things come out after us from Miss Underwood. For the longest, we just thought she was jealous of her, after her, in love with her. We, you hear uh, Miss Templeman, uh, the World General, uh, speak up and go. From my understanding, there was a invisible stalker attack at the think tank ball, and we are lucky that these three were able to defend us as much as they could, but it attacked Miss Underwood from my understanding. Are you informing us that she set upon these to attack herself? Yes. Make me a persuasion check. Um, 
And Vera, you can provide it to Savannah the advantage if you want. <laughs> I'm probably gonna need it. Okay, okay, okay. Alright, you got advantage one. on the Savannah, so one. mark one off. Yeah. Alright. It's actually another being the same, so that's gonna be a 15. 15. Uh, let me go ahead and roll for that. She <laughs> leans back and doesn't say a word, just sort of lost in thought. There's a lot of this going on where something is said and no one comments on it. It's almost like, okay, we have a thought Everyone on that. Everyone just kind of reserved taking it in. Exactly. Um, oh. I think Twitch may be having some issues. Uh-uh. No. Oh, I, I see it. Okay. Well, we are recording right now. So, uh, we will, uh, hopefully we, everything gets better. Let's go ahead and chill out for a hot second. And then I'll do a speed test. Yeah. You're not nervous. <laughs> Did we, uh, get the seed? No, it's just buffering really slow. Uh. Yeah. No, we have, uh... We're fine in terms of... Oh, our internet? Yeah, there it goes. I was gonna say if Temple's seeing it, it's not our internet. It's just... Okay. <laughs> well, guys, we're gonna continue on. All right. Well, this this me cut so because I'm recording it. Uh, <laughs> for those who may be watching the VOD and sees this, sorry, we were having some internet issues. For those who are watching on uh, the VOD, hey, we're recording right now. We're gonna go ahead and continue on. Uh, the last thing that was asked uh, or was revealed was that uh, Savannah was able to persuade to a point. Uh, the crown of both uh, of the uh, of, of uh, King Caspin, as well as the world general of the domain, uh, Merle um, Templeman, that the invisible stalkers at the Think Tank Ball were sent by Lily herself. We're stream fine. Oh, good, good, good. I'm gonna <laughs> keep recording just in case. <laughs> All right. Uh, that quiet, you know, mess goes on. And sort of everyone's sort of reserved and keeping that in. Uh, let's see here. The king turns his attention to you, Roly, and goes, or at least to all of you at first, and then goes to you, Roly. But first of all, he goes, I've been informed that your party has been making a name for yourselves. Providing aid to the town of Blanton, which, by the way, Mr. Barnwell, I am not sure why the word of your town's gracious or uh, egregious con uh, condition was never made to my attention. But we understand that you are able to aid your own town. Is this correct? Yes. Um, uh, found the root cause, and uh, if I can, I can regale you with slight details if, if time permits, and of course you're willing. I'm willing. Um, so it was a two-part attack. Um. 
part of that attack was uh, magical. Um, it was. It took me quite a while to find the, the the root cause of it all, and finally be able to deal with it. But um, I can't say I completely suspect Lily Underwood to be the culprit. But given the severity of everything. I would not be surprised if she had handed it somehow. Well, I would like to graciously apologize for the lack of, it's quite honest, effort that was put into helping or providing aid to your town. As such, we'll be granting the town's latest request with haste and providing a lump sum for pain and suffering. That's very gracious of you. Thank you. Sort of looks towards the domain folks and goes, we take care of our towns. And I'll say even with that natural 20 that you had before, uh, it's almost a- Bless you. Bless you, buddy. Um, <laughs> it almost feels oh. like something is, he's, he's not happy that it's coming to light that a lot of things have been escaping his vision, and so he's doing everything extra to make sure that he looks good in front of the domain. So he's, uh, he sort of mentions about the la uh, granting the town's uh, laser quest, and he goes, I'll get into that in just a moment. But back to the report I've been provided. Let's see here. It seems like in addition to helping out the town of Blenton, you also establish trade and connection to the, sa the town of Mirabright. And uh, in connection with a Blenton, the town of Blenton's latest request uh, liberated the island of Anburn from, my understanding, giants. They're only busy. Fire giants. Fire giants. <laughs> According to my record, a rep representative from the Anburn Island, uh, Furbog, uh, has uh, asked to make connections, a trade uh, route between uh, Anburn and the city of, of Blenton. That's a good thing. It means that uh, Blenton will, will uh, prosper even further, being a trade city. That would be that would be uh, approved post haste. Ah, last it says here you've also helped. Uh, uh, I'm actually gonna get the city's name for a hot second. Give me a second. Uh, aid the town of Arrowfield in what seems to be some sort of outwardly connection. The three griffins. Certainly making a name of yourself. And helping those along the way. You have my respect. I am actually quite honored that you are here within these sacred halls. However, regardless of the found respect I have for you all, I do need to ask some serious questions now. 
So please, do not take these as disrespect, only to get a better understanding of your thought process. What shaped your decision to call an audience now? And why did you wait until this point? <sighs> to be honest, Your Majesty, I felt like with Uthiel you would believe us. I don't feel that most, regardless of our deeds, commoners or people of the town challenge a royal general's stature or beliefs, or their actions for that matter. Make me a persuasion check. I'm not that good at persuasion. <laughs> you can use your last uh, I know. thing to get advantage. I just don't know if it's gonna be like a uh, worst question. Can I use it after? No. no, you have to do it before you roll. God damn it. That's the point. Oh, I'll wait. You'll wait? I'll wait, because I feel like there's gonna be a worse question than that. Right. <laughs> that's a 13. 13? That's not that bad. It's not horrible, but not great. It's not horrible. She's being honest, like she didn't think. Miss Kavodkane, how long have you been within the... How long have you been interdicted within the kingdom's affairs? You definitely have a close relationship with a troop member, who I'm sure has brought you into privy of certain information. Your friends who are part of the council, at least uh, the staff hands within the crown. As long as I've known Uthiel, so probably a little bit, getting close to three years now. So, even with this knowledge and the details that you found, you did not find that it would be important or privy to provide any information to the crown directly. At first, I didn't know what she was doing, to be honest. When um, Uthiel died, I... Did you feel that this was something you can accomplish on your own? No. I had friends. I had help. But I didn't know what her true... I don't know, her what her actions were going to be. She came off like she wanted to be helpful and was sorry for my loss, but in the end when she wouldn't tell me where his body was or even remotely feel sorry for what seemed like a troop member dying and gave us the job of being at that think tank ball to entice us with his burial site and not being willing to give it to us after the fact that I saved her life. I didn't know really what to do with that, your majesty. Because I didn't really have any proof other than her word and I'm sure it would be her word against mine. You get a sense, because I know you already have a high passive insight, yeah. that you didn't roll very well. Yeah. Uh, he does take your information to heart, but you're not really swaying his thought process. You get a sense that he's still thinking, it doesn't matter. You could have informed someone. Um, but again, as he mentioned before, there is no disrespect to it. He simply wants to understand why. Uh, but he's heard you. Um, he actually furls his brow and he goes, Speaking of what she was up to, 
Where is Miss Underwood now? And looks to the all, all three of you. In ashes. In ashes. May I give you something? Or you can have a guard give it to you if you wish. Waves a guard and you... Large guard, fully plate armored. Um, goes to you, Vera. She takes out her little case file and gives him like everything they've been through and that she's worked out. Including that list of what she was doing and who she was serving. So you're actually to giving the judge everything about what her true intentions were? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, the evidence is provided. He grabs it and just sort of thumbs through some of it. Obviously doesn't have time to go every go through every detail, but definitely is going through a bit of it. When Miss Skrilla said she thought she was in love with me, she had other interests because I checked off her last thing on that list. Where did you dispatch Miss Underwood? She's at the top of what mountain is that? The Tri-Peak. The Tri-Peak Mountain. She had a base there. Uh, at this point, um, uh, Ramy uh, Hardy actually speaks up and she goes, You are the three. Uh, and you see uh, Merle goes, Shh, enough. No, no, no. We had reports that there was a fight, a struggle. You've liberated town, but there was an explosion that happened on the mountain of the Tri Peak Mountains. Yeah, it caused an ambush. Yeah, about that. That was that was us. We weren't trying to cause an explosion. She had a device in there that really wasn't sure what she was trying to accomplish. Some of it's in the notes, some of it's over my head, and when we destroyed it, it caused that. Um, you see the king sort of looks towards uh, the chosen one, and or the chosen goes. What is your involvement with the Aerofield and the investigation there? I was post. My entire job was to investigate what was going on there after apparently the dust has settled. We heard accounts of of uh, kingdom influence. There was also notes that uh, apparently a, a, a head figurehead was traveling through the domain, making her, uh, their way to the uh, to the Tri-Peak Mountains on the regular, uh, my majesty. That was her. Hmm. I think that's one of the last, if I may speak, places that you have reports on her. And then we were informed that she was being looked into at that point. <laughs> What was up in the Tri-Peak Mountains? I guess the simplest way to say it is a lab. She had troops up there. She was experimenting on people. That's where I found my sister. Um, my sister as well. She had creatures in there that were, I like, best way to say, a blend 
of something not in nature. Do you know what Miss Underwood's goal was? She wanted to make herself... And this is Vera being serious. I thought I knew what it was until we found that lab. I thought she wanted to bring Queen Evergrey back. But by the time we had gotten to her lab, it seemed like she wanted that power for herself to be undying, if you will, given that list. You see the king kind of tense up a bit. And what do you know of Queen Evergrey? Not much, just that she... Her mental state was questionable in the end of her term. She did not believe that anybody that studied, that didn't study for their magic or their power should be around anymore, including people like myself. And that most of the knowledge that was about her has been lost. And I really did not know that name until I met Miss Underwood. Seem sort of skip, accept the answer. She's loyal to her. I would like to leave this an open conversation between all of us. Do you have any questions for me? How long was she in your service? Near to a century. And she was always a general or she worked her way up? When we split from the Evergrey Empire, she was already in running uh, due to her military background. Took some time. I would say she didn't quite start at the bottom, but definitely had her goals to move up the military rank. So she did not start in the bottom. Was her demeanor always the same? Excuse me if that's a odd question. Don't, I don't quite follow. Your Majesty, for being a king, you seem very open to conversation. When you talk to Miss Lily Underwood, you get... She could make the happiest person in the world feel like the coldest and dark spot on the spot. I see. You seem like actually a laugh and sort of almost nod in agreement. Miss Underwood showed promise of hardened steel. Her temperament was very to the point, very abrasive. Not the best to make friends, but definitely someone worthy of a military background to keep our borders strong. I think all I would say, and this is not a threat in any ways, you'll find it in the notes from her directly in that package I gave you. She's been doing this for a while. Hmm. Long before I ever came along. I see. And I don't know how far it goes, because I'm sure she's not the only one. 
Would that be the only question? Only one I can think of at the moment. Uh, he finally turns to Uthiel. Mr. Kane. It is very nice to see that one of so much promise that was cut short has been brought back. Could you please recount the last known memory you have of Miss Kane? Oh, sorry, Miss uh, Miss Underwood. Um, Uthiel kind of steps forward. Well, Your Majesty, um, we were instructed to split from the group. Uh, Miss Underwood and I uh, flanked to the left, uh, rushed through many blockades. We saw arcane uh, uh, energy being shot at us. Um, making my way to the back of the house, the last I remember uh, was a sharp pain in my back. Um, it felt like something burned there, and uh, that's the last I remember from that encounter. Uh, from then, uh, I remember my body moving on its own on a stone stone plaque uh, deep within an underground cavern, uh, facing off my very own fiance and her friends. Um, I remember changing, uh, dealing blood, and attacking uh, against my own will until something broke and um, we chased uh, Miss Underwood into the woods from which then the same pain started to reappear and the next time I opened my eyes was in Vera's arms. I see. Considering all the testimony that has been given against the previous, the ex Royal General Lily Kane Underwood, God damn it! Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's with me today, guys. Um, he uh, taps his chair with the knowledge that Miss Underwood is no longer with us. She cannot be tried. So we will take that her death and demise was punishment enough. However, I must ask each of your party members a very important question. What would you have us do with this knowledge? And you guys may answer. What are you asking the crown to do now that you've provided this detail? I think one of the things is to destroy the Blake Manor. If you read through the case file fully, she had a lot of, to do with them and trying to have everlasting life. And excuse my conversation, but Miss Templeman, I think, had a part of that unintentionally and unwillingly because she's listed as one of the components needed. You see that uh, Miss Templeman definitely like perks up a bit and speaks up and goes, 
What do you mean? The voice of a celestial. I don't think you remember, though, what she did to you. I don't know what she did to you, but you're in her notes. Verbatim. Uh, someone looks to the king who, like, his, her gaze goes to his eyes and then straight down to the notes that you've left, and he... You will have your time. Allow us to investigate first, and we will provide you the details afterwards. Continue. Let you know those twins aren't dead. At least not fully. Twins. Well, I think they're the last known heirs of the Blake Manor. Hmm. But uh, they were working with her, and that's why my then fiance was brought back the way he was and then put back into the ground one more time. All I have to say is support your towns and you need to do a full investigation because what she was essentially trying to bring was, and I don't mean to be so dramatic, but it is what it is, is the end of the world. If you read through the whole thing, she doesn't want whatever power, whatever balance is in this land to stay. She wants Queen Evergrey, if not herself, to rule this world as she sees fit. And my concern is if we don't do anything about it or the wrong people aren't looked at, that day will come and all this will be for vain. Uh, at this point, Miss, uh, the king is definitely nodding in, in agreement. Um, not fully understanding it because he hasn't looked through the entire notes, but is like, okay, I'll take that into consideration. At this point, Mr. Fleming does stand up and goes, well, it is uh, very fortunate that we were able to learn a little more about this uh, incident. We will inform uh, Queen Turner to pull back on troops. Uh, roll me an insight, everyone. There you are. Uh, plus 821. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> really? 16. 16. Uh, Savannah, Vera, you get a sense that because a an official member of the Sildon Kingdom not only kind of not invaded, but definitely subjugated a town, uh, moved workshop into a different country, um, and was essentially terrorizing not only their own homestead, but the homestead of their neighbor, uh, that was an act of war. Mm. Um, and it wasn't until you get a thought, like, especially you, uh, Vera, you go, what I informed Ruby Blair yeah. definitely went up the chain of command and the gears of war was slow, but they were hot and ready. Um, She'll say one thing to like the general before she leaves though. <coughs> but uh, you get a sense now that with that, that 20, uh, above 20, is that uh, this testimony definitely does soothe a little bit of that concern, but there's now tension between the Sildon Kingdom and the Estefus Domain. 
because now they're waiting what the king finds out and if there's any more yeah. doing harm to the domain. But uh, she stands up, gives a bow. Miss Templeman, tell Ruby I said thank you. Of course. Hardy. Go about your tasks. Stay here. She leaves. The, now with the, uh, the Royal General leaving the court, you see that the really firm facade that the king was giving drops a bit as almost like, okay, mom has left the room. <laughs> um, he looks a bit saddened, uh, especially at you, you guys, and uh, looks to the troops and goes, you fool may leave. Thank you. And troops <laughs> look to you all, uh, to both Vera, Rolly, and Savannah, and they all tap you on the shoulder like, you're doing great, you're doing good, don't worry about it. Uh, and they leave. Uh, now Uthiel stands with you. Mr. Kane. and what should we do with you? Obviously the ghastly uh, display of your demise needs to be removed. But what holds the future for you? Um, honestly, that's a hard question to answer. If it was up to me, I would like my mom to move back to her home. And I would like to continue helping my community. But I don't think I'll be able to join the troops anymore. My place is with the neighborhood. And that would free me up for if it looks to you, Vera, and then to the to the rest of the party. And if they need me. Understood. We will have the process begin. It's good to have you back. Now, of you four haven't noticed, and looks too, uh, too hardy. I think you're privy to this information as well. With the, uh... With Miss Underwood uh, moving her op base of operations into the domain has definitely caused uh, a hiccup, a bump, with our relationship between the kingdom and the domain. Though it may be fixed at the time, it is a sore and a bruise that will not heal quickly. Since all three of you were the main point that was used to dispatch Miss Underwood, the domain has asked that Miss Harty join you for a time being to assess whether or not you three have any else, any other information or any other wrongdoings that were connected to Miss Underwood. I understand that you're not, but they need to go through their own process. It's fine. Thank you all. 
and enjoy your day. You may leave. Make sure you read everything thoroughly. It's going to be a long night, Your Majesty. That it will. Miss Kavad came. That it will. A bunch of the guards surround you uh, five now and lead you out. Uh, and you find yourselves finally let out uh, into uh, the city proper outside of the castle fully uh, with a very awkward looking Earth Genasi by your side who has not really said a word and is just not even she can't scratch herself she's just sort of I mean if it helps we know Igno and Roman oh that actually kind of helps <laughs> <laughs> that's good no that's good we saved Igno if it's any consolation. <laughs> you did saving? That's funny. His wand was broken and he lost his book in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh. I know this is an awkward situation, but we don't mean any harm. I just personally hated that woman because she was the literal living end of all of us. Honestly, if it was up to me, I wouldn't be here either. Uh, Miss Templeman wanted me here, and to tail you all, until I got a better understanding of who you are. Well, a bunch of crazy people? Well, no, no, don't, don't no, write we that all, down. We, don't, almost, we yeah. almost do die a lot, though, thanks to Miss Underwood. Let's, uh, let's get the introduction, uh, introductions proper out of the way. Uh, do you drink? That I do! Well then, shall we? Oh, we're gonna have fun, great! Uh, yes. She walks beside you, Rolly, and you feel a tap on your shoulder, like if someone was tapping you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, sh she walks with you. Uh, Uthiel by your side, Vera, Savannah, walking in between them two, kind of keeping an eye on everyone. Um, Savannah, roll me a perception check. Eighteen. Eighteen. Um you do see a cloaked figure uh, goes into one of the alleyways um, who you see black feathers catch your attention. Slow my speed to kind of go behind um, Uthio and um, Vera just so I can kind of creep away. Okay. Make me a stealth check. That should be good. 23. 23. Oh, by the way, I should also mention all of you get your armaments back and your weapons. Yeah. <laughs> That's all back now. Uh, Savannah, definitely you feel almost we're, we're like tensing up the entire trial. Now that you have uh, your weapons back, you release that tension. Um, you start to go quickly down the alleyway, uh, cutting through you know, planks and, and pieces of scrap and, and uh, trash that has littered the alleyway itself until finally you skirt a corner and there you see um, it's, it is broad daylight, but definitely uh, underneath a, 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 an awning uh, is uh, Richard. Uh, away, Richard. Away from prying eyes. Her Richard? Yeah, her I Richard. For, my Richard. I thought you would have left by now wanted to provide you this directly and uh, reaches into his pack the letter and provides you uh, a very old looking map 
Oh. I kind of gently unfurl it so I can glance at it. Uh, with the help of Richard, as well as the, the, the tools that you have, and you're a very smart individual as well, um, you see that this leads to the Blake Manor, the, the map itself. Specifically, uh, some space a little behind, like the backyard of the Blake Manor. This goes back to the Blake Manor. Whatever Blood Eyes wants is there. Uh, it must be just one through. <sighs> Always comes back to this. Um, I'm gonna take the map because now I realize we have an extra body. I'm gonna try to put it in the little pocket. Yeah, you folding. fold it really or roll it really tightly and <sighs> disappears in the pocket folding. Anything else that you need from us? I'm just scraping my brain right now. For the time being, I don't think so. We should be back shortly, though. Something tells me we're going to be back shortly. Understood. I'm going to head my way back to Alrak, my station there. So if you need anything, ask your friend Vera to send me a message. Will do. Thank you, Richard. I mean it. <laughs> Puts a cloak over himself and rushes into the crowd. Uh, Savannah, you very stealthily... Make your way back to the party. Uh, Zvira and Uthil are having a conversation. Um, Vera, Uthil is not rushing it, but is interested in becoming a city guard again. How do you feel about that? She kind of doesn't want him to. Like, she wants him to do something like that, but more meaningful. And not like a general, but she doesn't have an idea of like... I don't know what else I can do. I mean... I feel like maybe you should just be like, I don't, it's not neighborhood watch because that's kind of no offense, a little bit of a joke, but um, I don't know. I... Like maybe he can give you a title where you could watch over the community and you report to him directly, something that's more important, but that you could still help people. Hmm. Having that direct line, I mean, even in Rolly's case, was missing for a whole town. And that's not okay. Well, I can ask, see if they can get creative. Yeah, maybe you could be like a council member or something. A like council member more than city guard. Jesus Christ. <laughs> she does. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I didn't think you went back here. Okay. <laughs> Just assume you have somebody around you at all times. <laughs> sure. All right, I'll, uh... I'll ask. I'm also thinking of moving my mom back to her house. You may want to wait on that. <laughs> but why? <laughs> Let's just say your dad has plans. Okay. Don't mind her. She just doesn't know when to be quiet. What? I don't want her to move all the way back here and then he's going to do the thing and then he's got to go all the way over here and he thought she was over there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Roly, you are currently walking, uh, with, uh, Raimi, who, uh, is, uh, very much, uh, uh, she, you start to talk to her a bit, uh, whatever conversation you're having, she is happy, joyous, and on a dime she switches to, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> oh, we're gonna have a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I just met you, alright? 
<laughs> I'm fucking with you, big guy, alright? That's alright, we're fine. <laughs> uh, you guys make to make it to one of the taverns here. Uh, uh, drinks are had. Uh, I will leave you guys with the final thing here is that as you guys are start to drink and talk about what's to come, uh, Raimi leans in. Um, you see that while there are no arms, she almost like props herself up like there is. And she goes, So, where are you taking me? Uh, well, we don't really have a house here, so. Oh, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> What's your next step? We haven't discussed what our next step is yet. Then it's let's discuss it now. <sighs> and that's where we're going to end today's session. As you guys have to start planning with what looks to be someone from the domain who's keeping an eye on you guys now. Great, we have a right. babysitter. Pretty much. I appreciate domain company, but... Ugh. <laughs> all right everyone well that is going to be it for today thank you for joining us uh we'll check you guys next saturday at 2 p.m pacific standard time uh for episode 49 we're so close to 50 jeez so close. so close uh so until then don't forget to check us out watch our clips on youtube check us out on tiktok and instagram and twitter uh as well as our now audio platforms uh google podcasts and spotify exciting <laughs> we've got so many places where you can watch us or listen to us so until then see you guys next saturday bye bye